This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, boys and girls? It is another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sherapan, the book. I'm Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. Behow, backyard brawling it coming up in about 30 minutes. We will talk yeah. about Pitt and West Virginia, a game that you two know more about than I do in terms of the significance in the area. Yeah. Is Purdue Penn State a bigger game than Pitt West Virginia, Dave? First of all, good to see you, sir. Nice aviators jersey. I like that. What's your what's your sport in there? That looks good. Um, yes, Pitt West Virginia is one of the oldest rivalries in college football. I didn't realize it's like a hundred and five years or something. Behal, come on and tell us all the facts and all this stuff. Um, but I mean, I grew up with it. Like you just kind of in Pittsburgh and West Virginia, it's short drive away. A lot of kids go to one school or the other. And it's a big rivalry. So, yes, that's a big rivalry. I mean, Penn State-Purdue is Penn State-Purdue. It's a game on the schedule. It's a, you know, a conference game. It's an opener. I'm a little nervous about it as a Penn State guy. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know which one's bigger. You know, college game day and stuff, and the boys are going there to Pittsburgh to debut it because it's a short drive to Columbus, which was where there'd be Saturday. So, it's here. You got your wish. There's only a couple more days of exclusively baseball, and then you have nothing but football to consume and talk about the bet on. So <laughs> thank you. We made it. <laughs> I made it through the dark winter, the valley of death. We oh. made it. We crawled our way through glass. What voice was that? hell? Did you just talk. <laughs> what voice was that? It was my savior voice of get me the hell away from baseball. Although I did hit, I have a two point, a, a two unit hit yesterday. So I appreciate yeah. it from that. From you and our, our boys on props.com. You guys talked yeah. me into doing the full unit that cast in the fourth inning. That was easy <laughs> with the Cardinals team total and the Phillies team total. Yesterday. So you like so, baseball betting today or no? No, we're going to, but we're going to find another play. Cause I told the audience that I'm not betting baseball overnight for a bit. So we're going to use props.com and you, oh. and we're going to pick you pick your brain and, go up props.com's brain and figure out if we can find a bet that we can send everybody off on for just the picks. If I can try to end my baseball betting somewhat on a little bit of an upswing till we get to football (laughs) and get away with it. Considering are you really not going to bet like the baseball playoffs and stuff? You're not going to touch it. I will bet it. I just won't bet it aggressively. I just, I mean, baseball playoffs are a lot easier for me because I, it's like baseball. It's like football in a way. Like the numbers are pretty sharp and the consistency is there. The numbers are there. The data is available. So I'm not worried about some dude on a Wednesday in August just saying, screw it. I don't really care. Or I'm tired. I don't want to go out here and pitch and gets racked over three innings and they should be good and they're not. So intensity level up, strategy, strategy up. You know, it's just. How'd you do in the NHL playoffs? 
batting wise. Did pretty Not, good, didn't you? I think so. I can't remember. I did. Yeah, I did pretty it's good. Only yeah. a couple months ago, you can't remember. I bet every single day. Like tomorrow, yesterday is a blur. I don't know what I did yesterday. Like it's insane. <laughs> it's it's. There's no memory whatsoever. It's why SoCal DJ's a damn savior because he's the one that puts everything together for me. Because otherwise, I have. I mean, it's great to go back and look and see, and I mean, you know, numbers and whatnot. But baseball's been bad. I mean, bad, 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 bad this year, bad, bad. Like I'm up in almost every other sport and I'm down because of baseball. You sound like the kids when they say you mad, mad, daddy, you mad, mad. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I said mad before. Now you're saying <laughs> mad, mad. I'm getting really pissed off. Well, that's the difference though. Like upset's upset, but like mad, mad is like, I got mad, mad at Madeline this morning. Like Maddie did not want to go to school today. I was mad, mad today. She the mornings, the mornings in people's houses getting their kids ready for school with pets and all this other stuff and oh by the way we're going to go on and talk to the world on a show in a couple hours i got to prepare for that no nobody cares about that that's oh, the no. last priority of anyone in this house i don't know but same with you it's hard madeline got up at 7 25 today she wouldn't time, get out of bed time do you normally leave 8 a.m Oh, Julia comes down. Our neighbor comes down. I drive them to school. Eight o'clock, eight oh five. I'm out. I told them both. Eight oh five. We're in the car and we're gone. On the nose every damn day. We still made it, but she was a pain in the neck today, man. She did not want to go to school. She wouldn't get out of bed. She got in the shower. She just sat there all sulking and pissed off. And I was like, I came over to her. I'm like, cut it out. I was like, I'm getting really mad. And then she wouldn't get dressed. She just sat oh. there on the end of the bed and wouldn't get oh. dressed. Oh, that's why I got mad, mad. <laughs> I was mad, oh. mad. And I finally figured it out. It's because she didn't do her homework yesterday because she was out, she's out sick on Monday. And so, and she's fine, but uh, she didn't want to do her homework. Right. And so she was like, I'm like, you feel fine. You're not sick. She's like, yeah, I didn't do my homework. And I was like, well, whose fault is that? And I was like, I told you to do your homework, and you told me I didn't need to do my homework. So we got into a whole big brawl first thing in the morning. So that's how my day started, with fighting with an eight-year-old over math homework. So, yeah, enjoy that. That was a, that was a ton of fun. I, parenting I, thing is it's, it's, it's a little tough sometimes. A little tough. I mean, it's yeah, it's more than a little tough. So we got Brad Howe coming on here uh, at, at the bottom of the hour at 1.30 to talk about what's going on. All right, uh, quickly on last night, you took a nap. Seven nothing Phillies leading after three innings. Told you about the easy cash. So I get a W there with the Phillies over on the four and a half team total. I stopped watching. If you had the Phillies on the first five run line, money line, you were literally cashing your your ticket in your brain. You were just waiting for six outs, walk up to the counter and bam, cash your ticket. Done. They gave up six runs in the, the bottom of the fourth. Bottom of the fourth. And you think, okay, maybe money line, I'm still going to Hang okay. on. Hang okay. on. Yeah, just please get another at bat. Maybe get some runs and get a couple of cushions. And then, so, hey, we get the bottom. They gave up six runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. They were down. They lost the first five after being up 7 nothing. The Phillies were down 12 7. How in the hell did that happen? I, I cannot <laughs> believe it. I actually I did doze off and I woke up to a text. From uh, from our guy Keith Arizari that said Phillies nice and easy way to go, and I was like, why why do you text that? Like, and my first thought was when I saw the text before I looked at who it was from, I was like, did P. Ralt do this? Because I know he's not afraid of anything, and I know he always sends these texts, and he you know 
He likes to count the chickens before they're hatched. It says it doesn't affect anything. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what the score is. I look up, it's 12 to 7. It's the sixth inning. I slept for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And I was like, what the hell just happened? So, you know, I tweeted about it. Then this morning I did the show on Wager Talk, and Ralph provided, SoCal provided it last night. The chances of this happening are almost zero. It's unreal. It happened last night. That's a bad beat. I mean, that's oh. a bad, bad beat. Like that one leaves you like if you were on that and you said, you know what? I'm really just fucking done betting baseball. Like I, I could I, understand. I, mean, I feel horrible because our girl Minty Betts, who works for Yahoo Sportsbook, has had a really bad week betting baseball. Yeah. And she she's like, I've been ice cold, I've been ice cold. She's like, that's it. <laughs> she was on the Phillies for a spot. Yeah. yeah. Like, uncle, she's like, that's she's it. Like, I'm done. She's like, that's yeah. it. I'm done. Yeah. She's like, I, I can't do it anymore. And I, yeah. and I, and I can't, I mean, like the Jadel Betts tweeted out the family guy clip of him just walking over to the counter and putting his money down and the person saying, do you, do you want to bet? He goes, no, 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 just keep it. Just get, yeah. Yeah. Just, just keep, keep right. It. Just, just, I don't need the aggravation. Here's a hundred. I'm out. Like, what do you want? Nothing. I just Nothing. give the hundred and I'm then I can't the money. I'm done. Yeah. I can't it. bet it anymore. Here, just no. take the money. I'm done. Like I'm that, just like, I can't bet baseball anymore. That happens. <laughs> That happens all the time. Like, oh. and I think, you know, being in the book as long as I I was, like, embedding or whatever as long as I have, like, I've learned to just turn the page. Like, it literally becomes – I've seen up one play swing a million dollars in a book. <sighs> literally one play. Like, a play that's not supposed to happen. Right. And – you know, I remember I'd look to my left and look to my right. I want to crawl under my desk because the boss is up, you know, 10 feet in front of you thinking about his bonus and what's going to be. And maybe they'll buy us pizza in the room. And then it swings and kind of go, Whew, okay, yeah. um, what's the next halftime? Right. <laughs> you just, you just try to move right. on to the next game. And Not it's easy hard. to do, though, sometimes. I mean, oh, it, it's hard. It, it leaves a it's mark. Hard. I mean, it's only one loss. It's only one unit. But it's yeah. like, really? It yeah. ruins your whole day. It ruins your yeah. whole card. It's just, it's just not supposed to happen. It's just. You remember the, you remember the movie Tommy Boy? Yeah. Tremendous movie. Mm-hmm. When he hits him with the two by four and he says, it, it, it hurts. Like, not here, not here, but like right here. <laughs> That's the one that this one leaves. It leaves that mark right here and it it's painful if you're on the phillies man not feel for you i definitely feel Ooh. for you that was a bad loss yesterday that, that may be the best the worst beat of the season i mean really is up there for bad Might losses be the worst beat of the decade it's bad it's really really bad <laughs> it's it's 12 runs it in two six, innings seven nothing. seven nothing with six <laughs> outs to go you can't even make it up and then you survive the fourth which is seven, super six. painful but it's seven six yeah. Can we get an insurance run? Wouldn't have mattered if we got four insurance runs. They got six more. When you look at the line score, it says zero, 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 six, six. six. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. Uh, if you're a Niners fan, you are all sorts of twisted in your brain right now trying to justify what your team just did. Are you so? Yep. Because Jimmy Garoppolo was dead to them. Dead. <laughs> Wasn't dead to me. He was dead to them. Jimmy G, get out of here. We're all about Trey Lance. You spaghetti arm throwing. Can't do jack. 
Patriot cast off second round pick. You're nothing. You're nobody, right? You're nothing. You're dead to us. Give us Trey Lance. We're all in. <gasps> Team goes, well, about that. Hold on a second. <laughs> we, um, we need a 20. We're going to bring Jimmy G back. Excuse me? We're oh, bringing yeah. him what? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to restructure him and make him the highest paid backup quarterback in the game. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought this was Trey Lance's team. Oh, no. It's still Trey Lance's team. I swear it's still Trey Lance's team. But, the, you know, the guy that took us to a Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, that guy, um, he's kind of still on the roster <laughs> and he kind of is getting paid pretty well. And he's got like $9 million in incentives to play. So if he plays, he might play pretty well. And then that, like, you know, that first round pick that we kind of wanted to use on Mac Jones, but we pussied out and took Trey Lance instead. What? Now we, now we got to go and now we're still stuck. Oh yeah. Tom Brady. We wanted him too, but ah, shit, we can't get Tom Brady. So we missed oh, him too. So gosh. now we're stuck with Jimmy G and Trey Lance. And now we got a rookie quarterback who we're claiming is the starter, but the backup quarterback now gets the biggest deal of any backup quarterback in the game. They saved sounds, $18 million. I mean, they saved a bunch of money. Sounds on, about right on the cat. That, that, that sounds, that sounds about right. No, <laughs> I mean, this is makes perfect. Okay. Let's be George Kittle for a second, right? Oh boy. You're George Kittle. You're one of the best receiving tight ends in the game. You know, your boys, Jimmy G, you know, Jimmy G finds you like consistently and puts your numbers up because Garoppolo comes from the Patriot system of throwing at tight ends. Trey Lance throws the ball all over the place. Big arm. He's athletic, but the ball goes all over the place. Okay. If you're losing in a game, in a big game, week three, week four, you're down. Okay. And you're George Kittle and you got one catch. You've been targeted two times. How do you not put it in your brain of like, this kid is not going to get me the ball, man. Give me the dude that got me the ball. How do you not have a quarterback controversy that's self-inflicted for Kyle Shanahan? Obviously, this is, they know what they're doing. They, they gave do. him all the money. They want him there because they're not sure about Trey Lance, at least from the outside. That's the message that screams loud and clear to me. Wait a second. We're a week away from the season. We waited this long to see if Trey was ready because we were going to cut Jimmy G. He was dead to them. Well, I also think they shopped him and they realized the only team that was going to take him was Seattle, but Seattle wasn't going to trade for him. They were going to wait for him to be cut. And then he was going to wind up going to the Seahawks. Oh, that was, that's right. I, I mean, I think this is as much of a move to keep him away from a division rival as it is to keep him on the, to keep him with the Niners. Mm. Cause we, we talked about it all summer. He was going to be a Seahawk quarterback. I mean, look who they have. They have Geno Smith and drew Locke. Jimmy G was going to be the starting quarterback in Seattle in the division playing him twice. That was never going to happen. If he, if he got cut, he was. He was never getting traded there. But if he, was, if he got cut, he's on the street, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be with Seattle. And I think Garoppolo's decision to stay and take the deal is he chose playing with San Francisco in a good team over going and being a starter on a crap team. The problem with going to a crap team for an NFL quarterback that wants to play is that it may end your career, not right. by being on the bad team, by getting killed, destroyed, <laughs> physically annihilated. Especially behind that line in Seattle. I don't know. You don't need to look at the film to know that. Listen, yeah. man, 
I don't run that good to begin with. Right. I'm going to get hit a lot. And those guys, they ain't going to win shit this season. I ain't going there. If they're going to pay me to stay here, I'll be on the sideline waiting for Trey to. If Trey does great, great. If Trey doesn't, I get to play at least on a good team. At some point, when you reach a certain amount of money and comfort, we've talked about this about other parts of our own lives. I want to be with good teams and good people. I don't need to just do it to do it. I want to do it with the right people on the right team Mm -hmm. in the right situation. I don't blame Jimmy G one bit and I don't blame the Niners one bit. I Mm. think this is a good thing. If you get who gives a shit about the money, you think this is bad for the Niners. If Trey Lance stinks. Yes. You, it's about the team. Okay, it's about the team, but you had a cho- you had a chance to go and get Tom Brady and Mac Jones, and you whiffed on them both, and you're stuck with Trey Lance. They were never going to get Tom Brady. Michael Lombardi says differently. I mean, that was the plan. Well, there was a plan, but it never – I mean, it's that, it could have a lot of plans. I mean, Kyle Shanahan supposedly didn't want him. He pulled a Gruden. Like he just, he was good. He's like, I don't need to go get Tom Brady. I don't want him. All these people think either smarter than, you know, they're, they're, they're brilliant. I don't need the greatest quarterback of all time. I got my system. I'm good. Well, that tells <laughs> so, you, I mean, maybe he wouldn't have changed the system for Tom Brady. And I don't know, maybe that wouldn't have been a good fit. Maybe Shanahan knew who knows, but and Shanahan I don't wanted think- Mac Jones and the, the market told him, no, you don't take with the third pick in the draft. You don't take. Yeah. A dude that looks like a that pill- one might have been one that got away. The that Pillsbury, one might have the been Pillsbury Doughboy. You don't go ahead and draft him. You know, pudgy dude. You don't go and invest that. Well, are you? I mean, he was going to take Mac Jones. It was Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones until it leaked out and San Francisco freaked out. And the market was like, "You're taking who? No, you can't do that." And are the- you are you going on record saying Mac Jones will 100 percent have a better career than Trey Lance? A hundred percent. I'll give you 90%. Yes. Wow. I'll give you 90. I won't say a hundred, but I'll give you 90. Really? Yeah. Trey's in a bad spot. I mean, he's in a bad spot. He's being asked to play right away to play on a championship caliber roster. He's got a defense with four first round picks on the defensive line. Sounds like a good thing to me. No, four. (laughs) Okay. He's got Brandon Ayuk. He's got Debo Samuel and he's got George Kittle. Okay, so an offensive line that's going to protect him. Uh-huh. He should be performing, uh-huh. and he's not. He, he has not up to this point. So there's more pressure on Trey Lance to win games right now than there is on Mac Jones. Mac will have time to develop, to progress. Trey Lance needs to be in the playoffs now. Mac Jones oh. made it as a rookie. Really? And Mac Jones, and Mac Jones has already played a playoff game. Yeah, but what if, he don't make, what if he don't make the playoffs this year? I don't think they're going to, to be honest with you. You don't think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs? I think they'll win nine games. I'm, 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 after watching them in person, I think they're a nine and seven team. I think they'll have the same record as last year. Wow. They may make it up nine and seven, but I don't. I, I think ten wins is asking nine too much. And eight. Nine and eight. Sorry. 17, sorry, nine and eight. Seventeen. Sorry, nine and eight. So to me, I think they'll win nine games. I don't think they'll win ten. And... I think that's asking a little bit too much. Just looking at the weapons he's going to run with and play with. 
and the defense. I know the Patriots played nothing against the Raiders, but I'm cons- I'm a little concerned just about Mac having to be and having him being asked by Joe Judge and by um, by the offense in Belichick to take a pretty big step to make his receivers better. Okay. I don't know. Let's see what happens with Hunter Henry. They cut the Patriots just cut both third round picks from two years ago, the tight ends they drafted, they cut them both today, which is not really a good indication of Belichick's ability to draft receivers. Nikhil Harry now is a bear. Like Devonte Parker is your best weapon. Mm. Hunter Henry. Okay. I mean, okay, I don't know. I couldn't even stay healthy. Right. Neither one, neither receiver, neither tight end really can stay healthy. So, I mean, I don't, it's, they're going to run the ball and play defense. Okay. Yeah. I think you're start, starting to waver on this thing. This I think waver. week one against Miami, they're in a lot of trouble. Oh, I do. Oh, I think they're a bet against breaking news. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think Patriots week one against Miami on the road is, is, is going to be, I think, I think Patriots are going to get off to a rough start. I think they, they could, they'll progress better and be better October 1st and September 1st. Oh, oh. But I think September might be a tough. Who they play week two? Your team. They win that game. Oh, you're still sticking to that, huh? All right. I, I'm sticking to that. Sorry. Right. That's fine. That's Patriots. Good. Patriots are going to beat the Steelers. You're off the, the bus in Miami. Yeah. I think you lose to Miami. They beat the Steelers. Yeah. I think week one might be tough. Week one is it's going to, it's going to be tough. I think Tua may have uh, out of the gate before he gets banged up before he gets nicked up. I think Tua could have a pretty big week and I don't know who the Patriots. I'll, I'll be very curious to see what the Patriots do against Tariq Hill because you know, you know that the new coaching staff coming in is going to want to get the ball to him in a million different ways. And the Patriots team speed on defense is okay. It's not great. Breaking news. I don't know if you saw this in baseball, the, the Astros just put Justin Verlander on the IL. Oh, so Verlander's on the IL. Gonsolin's on the IL. Is, uh, is Kershaw still on the IL? Uh, I mean, is Kershaw still on the Dodgers? <laughs> <laughs> but Kershaw is still on the, on the injured yeah. list, right? So Kershaw is on the injured list. Walker Bueller's on the injured list. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of good pitchers are not pitching right now in major league base. Dylan cease to win the Cy Young is super live now. Plus three seventy. Shane McClanahan at plus four eighty. Verlander's odds before that news was minus four dollars. It's minus two ten now. Right? Is now. it fifteen day DL or is it more significant? No, it said. Uh, I think it's 10 days now or 10 day deal IL or 15 day, whatever that is. Uh, I just saw it flash across Goroff, put it in the chat, trying to keep an eye on multiple screens like you, sir. But someone who I wish was going to jump back into the mix is Alec Manoa. Um, and and Bihal knows a little bit about Alec Manoa too. He went to West Virginia. Oh. So Bihal saw him pitch in college and had him on his show there. Mm. So we've been big Alec Manoa fans. He pitches Friday. In Pittsburgh, we'll talk about that then. It's K-Prop over. Remember that. <laughs> no matter what it is, you don't care what the number is? I know what the number is. It's either five and a half, super juiced high, or six and a half flat, and they might even juice the under. He's been k He's gone over three of sh- three straight starts, and they keep making it five and a half over minus 140. Just move the damn number to six and a half. And when it's six and a half, they keep it actually juiced to the under. We get a little plus money. Surprise bet prep hasn't hit that one. All right. Let's go to Morgantown. Backyard brawl. Do it. Thursday. West Virginia at Pitt. Pitt laying seven and a half. Opened at seven. Is now seven and a half. Total 
is 51 for this game. Let me gear up for this conversation. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I want to make sure when he comes in, I'm ready for him because we already did a show today, him and I. We we, we had a little discussion, so I'm going to get ready. This hat ain't me. Right. I was gonna say, what's going on with it? Why is the hat cockeyed? It's all it's, curved. My it, wife took it and she bends it in half and curls okay, it because she knows how to wear a hat. Okay, that's good. So I'm gonna start that shit now. That's all. <laughs> all right, go ahead. She Let knows how hats are supposed to be worn, not this flat brim, you know, oh kid stuff. Right? We're gonna go ahead and give a little twist and a little turn to the whole thing. So. I'll let the grown-ups talk. Go ahead. Welcome. Okay. So we'll get to Brad Howe here in one second. Farrell will bring him on uh, and then we'll break this down on Thursday. Game day will be there on Thursday night for the start of the college football season. It's week one, even though last week was week zero, zero, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Exactly how many wins those Nebraska Cornhuskers have after playing a game? Zero. (laughs) Yes, a lot of teams have zero. A lot of teams have one, too, which they get to one game. There's teams playing on Thursday, like New Mexico State, who played on Saturday in week zero, turning around and playing a a short week in week two on the road at Minnesota. We've got that game. We have Penn State and Purdue going on, which is three and a half. I bet that game last night. That's in better to book it. So we'll get to little Pitt and Penn State. So very much in your college football wheelhouse here for all of this. Perfect. So... Yeah, we'll see. All right, Farrah, what's going on? We all right? What's up? We gotta get we 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 gotta bring our boy from the back into the front here so we can have a conversation yeah, with man, our guy. Bring him uh, on, bring him on. Oh, okay, let's do it. So let's go up. Let's 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 get our guy Brad Howe on in Morgantown, West Virginia to talk a little backyard brawl, which you two know a whole lot more than I do about it. B Howe, Matt and Dave, what's up? Welcome to BVB. Hello, guys. Good morning to you all. Good afternoon to our friends in the brigade on the East Coast. And good evening to those watching my fellow West Virginia guy, Pat McAfee, watching your show after he's over. It's a pleasure to be here. I can't come on like Dubsy, but there's my intro to the show. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Nobody that. can come on like Dubsy. Leave Good the idea, shirt on. Leave the shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> no worries there, Matt. No worries. <sighs> All right, so tell us a little bit about the history of this game. For those people who don't know the rivalry, the proximity, Pittsburgh to Morgantown, the hatred between these two schools, what is it about this game that makes it special? Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to say that, Matt. And, and the name makes it special, right? The Backyard Brawl. I think it's yes. got one of the best rivalry names in college football. But what makes it special is this. This will be the 105th edition of this game. The two schools are only located 70 miles away. So this is a bus trip when it comes either way. There's been some unbelievably historic and great games in this series on both sides of it. And it means a lot. There's a lot of households that are are joint, Pitt and West Virginia fans in both. There's a rivalry all the way around. I think, guys, this to me is college football. This is as good as it gets in a rivalry situation. And then here's the other piece to this. It hasn't been played in 11 seasons. Thanks to conference realignment and all of the shuffling and all the nonsense that goes on in the politics of college football, this thing hasn't been played in more than a decade. There is a ton of anticipation on both sides for this one. All right, Bihal. So I was saving the pit hat for you because I know what a rivalry this is. And you, as a former associate athletic director in the offices, all right, you know how these scheduling things happen and it doesn't work. And now it works. And we're back. We got the backyard brawl. The line is steaming up. Seven and a half. The total's 51. You, holding true to your roots, have been going to practice 
just for something to do when you used to have to go before. What have you seen from those West Virginia Mountaineers um, as it correlates to the line move from six and a half to seven and a half this week? Yeah, so let's dive in here. And by the way, that hat looks ridiculous on you. The the bill looks like it should, but it doesn't look right on you. It looks terrible. I'd get that off, put the Mets back on if I were you. But that's beside the point. We'll move on. I mean, now you're going to come on my show and dictate what hat I wear. I'm going to wear this one. Oh. All right. That's a a little bit better, although next year West Virginia and Penn State open the season, so save that. We'll have to revisit that next year. And that's, you know, here, guys, here's one of the things. I didn't even know that, but we are going to that game. Oh, there you go. Where's it at? Uh, Happy Happy Valley State College. You know that's one of the best places in the country to go watch a game, right? (laughs) Yes. So here was your question before. <laughs> Moving I on. I know. The wideout, one of the all-time great promotions, is a former marketing guy. Love the wideout. Fine. Here's what I would say about West Virginia. And, and you're right. I, I spent 15 years working inside the athletic department, so obviously you're going to hear some biases come out in me. I cover them on a daily basis down here in Morgantown now. But here's what I'm seeing with them, guys, and this isn't unusual, I realize, for week one. But for WVU, there's a lot more questions than there are answers. And I think as we start to break this down and look at the total in the side, you have to go back to these questions for West Virginia. It's year four now for Neil Brown, but he's still looking for that big signature win to get this program going in the direction it needs to go. Matt, I know you were talking earlier about the win total. It's set at five and a half, which in year four, that's not ideally where you'd like to be if you're Neil Brown. That's not where Neil Brown thought he would be. The biggest question mark to me and the biggest key to this game going in is the new quarterback, and that's JT Daniels, who's transferred in first from USC, then to Georgia, now to Morgantown with West Virginia. He's reunited with his old USC offensive coordinator in Graham Harrell. So a lot of changes just right there for West Virginia. New quarterback, new offensive coordinator. But here's the part to watch. This isn't a change in offensive system for West Virginia. New coordinator, but Graham Harrell's going to more fit into what Neil Brown wants to do. They share a lot of philosophies on how to do things as both old-time air raid guys, but this is a group that still wants to run the football, and it's going to try and do that first behind an offensive line that returns every starter from last year. So West Virginia's going to need to throw it. They're going to want to throw it. They're going to need their receivers to be better than they've been, but this is also a team that's not going to be air raid. So I know there's some talk out there that West Virginia is going to come out and look like an air raid team. It's not. It's going to want to run the ball on Thursday against Pitt. And I'm getting old. Graham Harrell is an OC in college football. Yikes. That's, that's, whoa. <laughs> I like, stopped playing like yesterday. My gosh. So Phil Steele has this. And I'm curious your take on this. That So West Virginia's won seven in the last 10 of these. Now they haven't played in 11 years, like we mentioned, but they've won seven in the last 10. Four of the last five meetings were decided by seven points or less. Mm-hmm. Brown is 0-2 against the spread in true non-conference regular season games. What do you make of the line at seven and a half? And is West Virginia live to maybe lose the game, but lose it by one score? I think so. But I also think as you're seeing that line movement today, if you like West Virginia, I think you better wait. I think there's going to be some more com- money coming in on the pit side here. I think that line's going to continue to rise just a little. This won't surprise me if we get into that eight, eight and a half range here at some point. And part of it's this reason, I think. There are more que- there are questions around Pitt as well. Listen, they lost Kenny Pickett, who we've seen in the NFL have a yeah. really nice preseason. The Bolitnikoff Award winner and Jordan Addison at receiver is gone. He's out to USC. And they're going with a new offensive coordinator. Mark Whipple, 
who was so masterful in that offense last year with those weapons, has moved on to Nebraska and enter Frank Signetti Jr., which, by the way, Frank Signetti Sr., Frank's dad, was a former head coach at West Virginia, if you want another tie into this rivalry and what we talked about to open this. So Pitt has a ton of questions, but they probably have more knowns than what West Virginia does. They're going to bring a couple pros to the table on the defensive line, and that's probably where this thing gets won or lost. If Pitt's able to get this pressure on JT Daniels and have him commit a couple mistakes or the passing game isn't clicking, it's advantage Pitt, and they probably cover that number. If West Virginia's veteran offensive line can hold that pass rush, make a few plays in the pass game in front of what is going to be, guys, they're saying a potential record crowd for the former Heinz Field. Might be the most people ever to watch a football game in Heinz Field, and it's not going to be all Pitt fans. Ever? Meaning like more than Steeler games? That's what they're saying as of right now. It's potential. Has the potential to get to that number. It's standing room only at this point. It's just a question of how much standing room only it is. There's going to be a lot of West Virginia fans in that building. Won't be 50-50, but it's going to be loud both ways and weird things happen in rivalries. So, Matt, to answer your question, I think the line's still going up. If you like West Virginia, I think you can wait and maybe grab an eight. If you like Pitt, you probably better hop early because it's going up, I think. The public address announcer at the old Pitt Stadium used to say that the smoking of corn cob pipes is prohibited in Pitt Stadium. He might need to say it in Heinz Field or Acroshore because all them people are driving up 79 to come pack that place on Thursday. That's why that crowd's coming. But that's good. I hope. Now, hold on real quick. Clarification. He said it once and got fired. (laughs) He didn't say it. He said it once and got fired. Let's clarify the story. What's what's the corn cob pipe? That's an insult? Well, it's a, it was an attempted insult from from Pitt being big city against West Virginia, which is more rural. Kind of yeah. felt oh, flat. Oh, big there. city versus that's kind of a lame no. joke. Okay, that's good. That's, that's right. fine. That's what he said. And it, they it, do know they live. They, they do know they live, fire, they live in but, Pittsburgh, right? They do realize that it's Pittsburgh. Like it's true. Like, what are we doing not, here? It's not. It's ooh, that big not, city of Pittsburgh. Like, it's definitely not Boston. That's for what, are we, what are we doing here? Like the big city of Pittsburgh. Like okay, sure. It's my turn. It's my turn. Let me ask the question. <laughs> so, Bihal, I know you watched the show, listened to the show, you've heard him talk, you see the clips. Where did you start your career uh, as in, in, as your athletic director? Uh, where did you start it? Well, I began my athletic career and got my master's degree from the University of Connecticut. Oh, oh you did? I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, no. How do oh, you no. feel about Connecticut? Oh, no. Because our friend here, the Bostonian, he couldn't wait to get the hell out. Know. That's why he lives well, in West Virginia. Let's get out. let's do let's do it this way. I'm sure Matt Matt has Matt has very strong opinions. I love Matt for that reason. He was dead wrong on his Connecticut take, but you're all entitled to your opinion. So let's do this. As as a one you live in Morgantown, couple, couple years oh, Connecticut. For the record, you live in Morgantown. He's our guest. Yeah, here, yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing, <laughs> man. I mean, you know, you got you people listen all over the country to you uh-huh. here. You can't be alienating. So hopefully, yes, you can. bring some Connecticut people back into the mix. Who here. who have you met? Who it's from Connecticut. Like how many people have you met when you lived there? Or like, I'm from Connecticut and they were happy about it. Uh, I, I don't know, but I was around very happy people. See? Won a lot of basketball See? games. We had a great and time. All what women's, and they what all a women's imports. basketball here. You want me to and they're out? not from know. Connecticut. All the women who come to play basketball are not from Connecticut. Here, here, look, I'll, just, I'll just go ahead and we'll pull this out here. My <laughs> women's basketball national championship ring. The first one for That's Gino Oriama. How many they, UConn, how many Connecticut women were on that women's basketball team? Well, what's that have to do with anything? <laughs> because they all leave. They <laughs> all come you. in and then they all leave. They well, how, many New England, how many New England natives are on your Patriots? I mean, what's that have to do with anything? 
Well, I'm just saying, if you're talking about Connecticut and bragging about Connecticut and saying this is all about Connecticut, I'm just saying. I had an awesome time at the University of Connecticut. I'm very proud of my master's degree there. I hang it proudly. I display (laughs) the ring proudly. I'm a big Connecticut fan. Really not that bad, right? And then you left like everybody else. You got the hell out of there as soon as you could. You left. You so like you live there. Everybody else, you, you, right? Because people from New York and in New England, they can't figure out where they are or from, so they got to go. Well, we're New Yorkers and we live in Connecticut because you know you can't live in New York. You got to live in the suburbs. On top of that, all right, that's that's where you started your career. Right. But tell the people where you grew up, Bihau, and how close you were to attending the university of the state you were from. Where? Right. Where, where tell the people where you're from. Born in Iowa City, Iowa. Grew up an, an Iowa Hawkeye fan. Was was inches away from attending the University of Iowa. Dr. Tom Davis, bless his heart, had offered me a, a preferred walk-on opportunity. It was just a walk-on back in the old days like that. Whoa. For their basketball team. Yeah, so I was, I was that close. Always an Iowa Hawkeye fan growing up. I was that close to attending. I ended up going to a smaller school in Iowa to play basketball and baseball. Ended up playing baseball, but I'm an Iowa native originally. Okay, so Tom Davis's son is who again? Keno. Keno. I knew Keno well. I was I, I was gonna say Kermit, and I was like, I don't think it's Kermit. It's Keno. That's Keno. Keno's a real. He was a coach of Drake. Knew him well. Mm-hmm. Knew Doctor Tom. Could talk to Tom would come to the games when his son was the coach of Drake. Yeah, there you go. Dave always likes the ties whenever we tie people together. I love it. <laughs> I, I knew that that might happen. I knew yep. that there might be ties between Connecticut. Obviously, there's no ties in Connecticut between you and anybody because no. you've scorched the entire earth. Other than my aunt and uncle who still live in Ridgefield, who fit the criteria of people who want to live in New York or live in Connecticut. So, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that's the tie there. Bihau, is the is the field of dreams all that it's um, made out to be now? Because you've been there and... Pete Roll keeps telling me it's a hard place to get to. And then he's right. Well, is, is it worth it though? Is it worth the trip? Can we go play catch there? I'm a, listen, I'm a huge field of dreams, Mark. I'll, I'll admit that up front. I love the movie. I love the ending. I love everything about it. I love the major league baseball game. Now I was there back in the really old days and I forget the year it's been so long ago. I was there back in the days that there was no gift shop. The only <laughs> thing they had you pulled in and there was a little wooden box about Black. this big with a slit in the top that said donations. Donations, And you you could just drop a little money in the top. But I'll give you another quick story. Dave, and you've heard this one, Matt. You you probably haven't. My double play, I played second base in college. My double play partner was from that area, not far away. He and his dad built the cabinets that are inside the house on the movie set. They had to replace those. They built some new ones. He and his dad worked on those cabinets and installed them in there. It was my guy, Bill Petchy who is my double play combination partner. So I'm a bad one to ask. If there's a spectrum of people that like Field of Dreams over here and dislike Field of Dreams here, I am all the way to this side. I'm a huge mark for the movie. Wow. Here's a question. Narduzzi is 23-7, and seven, according to BetSmart, when he's favored in a game played in the state of Pennsylvania. How do so we feel about straight up taking he- Pitt? Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you if you wanted to money line pit in with something else, that's probably a a safe play here. Again, weird things happen in rivalries, so there's the disclaimer. Pitt's coming off what was an outstanding year last year, and I know they lost a bunch, but they've still got some guys around there. I know they feel really good about both offensive and defensive lines, so there's no doubt this is an upset if West Virginia is able to pull it off. The one thing I'm looking at, though, guys, let's talk about the total for a second because mm-hmm. I think this is of some interest, and I know it's on the move. I got it at 54. 
I think it's down what, guys? You can tell 51, me right now. 51. 51. Yeah. So it's moving down. Here's one of the things that I think you want to watch as a storyline for this one, especially as you get into some live plays during this game. We talked about Mark Whipple earlier, that offense last year for Pitt averaged 40 points per game. But in the offseason, Narduzzi's done a lot of talking, quite frankly, threw Whipple under the bus by talking about last year how he was so stubborn and wouldn't run the football more. Again, for a team that had the Bolitnikoff winner, had a Heisman finalist at quarterback, and scored 40 points a game, I thought that was kind of an odd offseason theme. Now you bring in Frank Signetti, who likes to run the ball. He loves play action. So that's one of the keys to this. If West Virginia can slow pitch running game and keep them out of the ability to play action pass, I like that. From a total standpoint, is Pat Narduzzi going to get his hands back in this a little bit? Is he going to dictate some more running from Pitt? Do they move from one of the fastest tempo teams last year to a much slower version against West Virginia coming up on Thursday night? It would seem to me, and I hope it does because I just told you I'm on it, it would seem to me points may be at a premium here. Behal, we went over to season wins. We're doing season wins every day for different teams, and we're into colleges. We did the NFL. We did West Virginia. You and I have talked off the air. I mean, five and a half. Matt and I went through it. It looks like a dead under. I mean, what are the prospects for season wins? And, I mean, you do the show with Tony Caridi, who's the play-by-play guy for West Virginia, both football and basketball. You're really close to it. What is the season outlook for this team going into this game this week? Yeah, it's a good question. And listen, I wouldn't push back as hard on the win total as I did with Matt on UConn in that last segment. (laughs) I I think this is I I think this is really close, guys, for West Virginia. If I'm if I'm looking at this objectively, I think somewhere in that five to seven range is what you're talking about. Now, I did play the over two different times over five and a half, but I think it's going to I think it's going to come close here. And I think what Part of the reason, and I get the under, and I get there's a lot of national people talking about the under, and I understand that. A West Virginia team that has to go on the road at Pitt and then at Virginia Tech in a couple weeks, that's a brutal, quite frankly, ridiculous schedule. West Virginia is one of only two schools in the country, Colorado being the other, that are playing 11 Power 5 teams on its schedule. That should never be the case if you're West Virginia. So that one win, that one win that you didn't schedule in with a lesser opponent could come back to affect this win total. If West Virginia is not one and one with Pitt and Virginia Tech, I think you guys are live with your under. If they come out of that one and one, I think there's a shot. And part of that's because here's my other reason why. I'm not sure there's an elite team in the Big 12 this year. I've got a lot of questions about Oklahoma. I've got a lot of questions about Baylor. And if there's not an elite team this year, that should create some more wins in that middle of the pack type of group which I think West Virginia falls in. So I think the Big 12 is deep in terms of competitiveness, but I don't know that it has the top that it's had the last few years. So where are you on Texas? If it's Oklahoma, I mean, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm down in Oklahoma. I'm down on Texas. But where are you on the two elite teams, Texas being the, the one you left off there? Yeah, Matt, I've been, in, been covering this league now for a long time in the Big 12. They, they just simply have to show me. I'm absolutely not buying Texas until they show me. They've had two massive preseason injuries. Sarkeesian has to show me he's got that thing turned around. Quinn Ewers may turn out to be a Heisman winner down the road, but he hasn't played college football yet. I need to see that. I know they're loaded with athletes, but guys, they've been loaded with athletes for the last 60 years, and they haven't done anything over the last the decade that West Virginia has been in this league. They just simply have been an average football team, so I need to see it from Texas. They very well may win the league, they need to show me before I'm putting money behind the Longhorns. 
Texas is now, I mean, it's an SEC school anyway, so it's really immaterial. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, last one for me, Bihau. Tell the people where they can find you because you, you, you know, you, you, you appear on shows every day. You do a show. You do this ridiculous thing on Saturdays where you're just sitting in a studio watching football for nine hours, which I'm coming to this season to be a part of with you. But tell the people where they can find you, you know, before you get out of here. Yeah, thanks all over the place. Do a do a podcast with you, Eight in the Box. So thanks for the opportunity to plug that. It's heavily college football focused, maybe adding some NFL into that. But that's Eight in the Box, available wherever you get your podcasts. I do a nightly show here in West Virginia called the Statewide Sports Line. We do a podcast here that's West Virginia Athletics based called Three Guys Before the Game. And then you're referring to game days. We have a lot of fun on game days. Matt, you'll love this. We do a nine-hour radio show slash shows around all of the games. We do a three-hour pregame. Then during the game, we have what you've seen it on ESPN, the behind the scenes, the coaches' rooms. We have former XW or an XWVU defensive coordinator that sits in with us, a former quarterback. We sit around and watch the game. It's not the play-by-play of the game, but we analyze and watch the game for three hours. Then we turn into a three-hour postgame. So it's a long day, nine hours on the air on Saturdays as well, which can't wait to get started. I love one of the most fun things I've done in my career are, are the post-game football reaction shows <laughs> when, the, when the natives lose. It's so fun. It's, it's well, if, you, so fun. if you'd like to come, if you since you're on the West Coast, you gain those three hours there. If you'd like to join Thursday night and take my spot, if West Virginia loses, I'm happy. I'm happy to step aside. Would love to welcome you in. I was at Nebraska doing a post game Nebraska football show for every game during the Bill Callahan era, and <laughs> let, let's just say my personality mixed with Nebraska sucking made for some really fun radio. <laughs> Those, right. those post games with a great passionate fan base can get uh, can get fun. No oh, question. Yeah, especially when they lose. It's real fun when they lose. And you, you just say, by the way, your team sucks. And boom, <laughs> and it, it, it all goes. Brad, thanks for the time, man. We'll do it again soon, all right? All right, guys. Loved it. Thanks. See you, B.I. That is Brad Howe at Brad Howe 07 on Twitter to follow him here on BVB. Man, I, I we called it the red. It was big red reaction was the official show. So we called it the red reaction show and just basically ripped off what the network was doing. But I did, it was basically like they had state TV and I was like the anti everything, you know, the antithesis of what they were doing on state TV. I was doing we and talking even, about it and we can go back there. Like we're going to oh, go yeah. back there. Oh yeah. I mean, granted it, it just helped my bonafides with Creighton people because they just, my Creighton people would just turn it on and kick their heels up and go, okay, let's watch this shit. Okay. <laughs> like, let's okay. go. Right. And, the, and so, they would watch me spin up all the Nebraska fans like a top and just watch it go and just sit back and go, okay, go ahead. And then, you know, Jimmy and Carney and, you know, Tommy and Scott's bluffs and all these, you know, people in Western Nebraska. Cause I was on this signal five ninety that was huge and hit six states. So I was talking to Western Nebraska as much as I was talking to, you know, Omaha and Lincoln. And I mean, you want to talk about pissed oh, off people. Oh, it was boy. beautiful. It was, oh, it was fun. I mean, the boys in the overalls got real pissed real fast. You had to, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> it was, you fun. had to get them riled up. Oh, cause they sucked. Like, honest to gosh, if I was doing a post game show after the Northwestern game, I would have had the entire city in the palm of my hands. Because they would have just been, I mean, the fire. I had Tommy Frazier on my show, on a pregame show, or it was a Friday show at a bar. It was Tommy Frazier and two other Huskers from the 90s. 
who sat there and told war stories of how Bill Callahan had screwed them over and kicked them off the sidelines and pulled them out of their you know, connection to the program. And it was like, it was talked about all over the state that Tommy Frazier, the, 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 the former quarterback for Nebraska had been asked to leave the sidelines by Bill Callahan, having his sideline passes removed. Wow. It was a big, it was a big, wow. Deal. And Steve Peterson, the athletic director at the time, wasn't doing anything about it because he's the one that brought in Bill Callahan. So they both were out on a rail together. I'll never forget it. The student body actually held up a gigantic, huge sign they had made by hand that said, fire Steve Peterson. Oh, my. And the quick, the ushers all ran to rip it down. But it was there long enough for the photographers to take pictures of the student section holding up a huge sign saying to fire Steve Peterson. So Nebraska fans have been through this. The Bo Pelini era was supposed to be this, you know, safety changing. And then Bo Pelini they became were good for the Bo Pelini era. Yeah, but Bo was a prick. I mean, bottom you line. want to win with a prick or lose with a nice guy? It's it's a great art because they, then they hired Mike Riley. They hired the antithesis of they went and got the nice guy. You know, got the former Oregon State coach. They got the nice guy and then the nice guy sucked. It yeah. was horrible. It was really bad. So here comes Scott Frost. Here comes the, the prodigal son, the central Florida. He's going to bring all the recruits from Florida. He's going to go and get everything, get people to come on board and be a part of it. And he's now lost seven consecutive one score games. Speaking of nice guys, I mean, I saw it in the rundown. I mean, it's nice being a guy, nice guy, and it's nice being a friend and all that stuff is just not right. It's just, you can't win with them. You can't win without them. Would Mike Singletary say, can't win with him. Can't win without him. I don't know. I mean, is, is Frost even going to make the season? I, can you imagine the calls you would have taken on Saturday? Right. It's exactly the same as we were taking with Bo, with Bo, with Bill Callahan. I, I it's the exact same. I left Nebraska in two thousand and nine. Yeah, two thousand nine. It's now twenty twenty two. They've sucked ever since. They've been bad since they fired Frank Solich. Since they came in. Dr. Tom walked away. Frank Solich came in. Frank Solich won 10 games his last year at Nebraska, and they fired him. And they sent him. They fired him because Careful he wasn't. what you wish for, people. And they have sucked ever since Steve Peterson fired Frank Solich. When Frank Solich got fired, that's, it was the, it's the curse of Frank Solich on this Nebraska football program. <laughs> It's true. Just, just made that shit up. There's it's the, the truth. It's the, the curse, curse of Frank, Frank Solich. Solich. It, it, diehard Husker fans will tell you that ever since they made that decision to remove a guy who was a diehard Husker who had to go to Ohio University to end his career. Believe that. They kicked him out. See you later. They brought in Bill Callahan. We're going West Coast offense, right? We're going to throw. By the way, who was the quarterback? Zach Taylor. <laughs> oh, the guy that got run in. Zach Taylor. Yeah, coach of the Bengals, the guy I can't stand. That was the Bill Callahan recruit to take. It Nebraska. all comes around. <laughs> to take Nebraska. It's all coming around. <laughs> now, are you getting it? You now understand why I don't like Zach Taylor? Because he was the quarterback that Juco transferred that came in that was supposed to take Nebraska into the new era of being a West Coast offense, run and shoot. We're going to throw the football. And everybody said, wait. Left we're a English. bunch of farm boys that run the ball. Oh. That's what we do. Oh. Now nah, we're going to throw and we're going to recruit. This is what the new era of football is all about passing, all about yeah. throwing the ball. Yeah, sure. Why? Enjoy that. Losing, 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 losing. <laughs> As the, and it was, wait, it, it, it'll come. It'll all come together. It'll be all fine. And now Bill Callahan is an offensive line coach in the NFL. So, and, and, and where's Zach Taylor? He, he went to the Super Bowl. 
Cincinnati Bengals. He's doing okay. One of Joe Burrow. Yes. Joe Burrow glasses. Love it. It's you get Joe Burrow. Okay. That solves a lot of your problems when you have a quarterback like that. Well, that's yep. what you got to do. I guess. Sure. If you're a coach and you find a great quarterback, yeah, okay. Can make you look good. I get it. And if sure. Just, I hope the Bengals do good again. It's going to be fun. Ravens win the division. Probably right about that, but I really am rooting for Zach Taylor now every game. <laughs> Go ahead. There, there, there is one. If you want to know the connection as to everything that came in, I showed up in 2004 in Nebraska after all the Solich Callahan stuff happened and mm. all hell broke loose. Mm. Zach Taylor and Steve Peterson and everything else. So that's how I got started <laughs> with all of this nonsense. With, with Zach Taylor and so you wonder where the bias comes from. That's where the bias comes from. <laughs> it's crazy because as good as the show is, like we're unweaving parts of our past and bringing them together oh, yeah. in the, the show and different things. And it's funny because, you know, like when someone will ask me, you know, is Matt from Nebraska? Hell no, he's not from Nebraska. Listen to the show. Hit the <laughs> like button. Subscribe. <laughs> listen to the past episodes yeah. because he's from Boston, but, but he went south and then West migrated west to Vegas, but there was a couple stops in between your well, Nebraska years. Literally, when we make the movie, it's going to be fantastic. I oh, can't wait to the Nebraska to years are my years. I mean, that that was the most formative. That was the most. Um, I learned more about myself in Nebraska. I learned more about the industry in Alabama. So right. Bama, Bama taught me how messed up media is. Right. And how crooked people are and how people lie and people cheat and do all sorts of nasty Damn, things and why you can't trust anybody in this business. That's what Damn. Alabama taught me from Bill Donovan. Wow. Then I went to Omaha and Steve Wexler, who was my general manager there, who now runs everything in Milwaukee with the brewers and the big stations up there. He taught me everything about, you know, finding myself as a human, as, right. as, a, as a person. And then I went to Des Moines as like a stopover for two years and then went back home for a bunch of years and then finally got back on the road again. Right. And found my way here. Yeah. Houston is a forgettable stop. We're going to forget that I live there. That's <laughs> we're going to forget about Houston. It's a whole nother, that, that's the <laughs> sequel that we don't, we just put out for the money. That's the, the, the Houston years. Yes. Yeah, Houston years. Houston year 13 months was not a, an enjoyable <laughs> stop. That was a very unenjoyable. That was not fun. If you live in Houston, I'm sorry. That's just, that's all I got to say. No, I'm you're sorry. not, you're not yeah. sorry because <laughs> I'm sorry take, for you. I'm sorry. You live there. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. That you I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. I'm sorry for you. That you, live, you live in Houston. That's, you know, you live there. I'm sorry. You live in Houston. That's, you know, it's unfortunate. That's it's a nice city. Might have a Super Bowl. It's a, great, it's a great city. They have multiple Super Bowls, but everyone goes there and leaves immediately and goes, why the fuck did I go there? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's, what, that's what Houston is. What if the World Series is there? We're going to go. You're not going to go. <laughs> that's fine. I'll go. And I know exactly where I'm going to stay. And I'm going to leave as soon as I can. <laughs> go to the game and get the hell out. You know, go to the other airport. Don't go to, 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 to Bush. Go to the other airport. South oh, you city. Much quicker, much easier. That's good. Between the two of us, we got a lot of intel on like where oh, to yeah. go and get around and this and that. Go to the other airport. That's oh, yeah. a sneak. IAH is the worst. Is is as bad as O'Hare. Oh, don't don't really go Bush. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's really. But the other one's awesome. The other one's in and out. Southwest flies out of there. It's easy. It's simple. It's quick. But they're like literally an hour apart from each other. So oh, much better to go south than go north. Uh, okay, real quick here. Yep. Did you see the sign that got popped up in the Brewers game last night? 
This is it, brutal. Christian Yelich actually tweeted about this, yeah. saying that they talked Everybody about this. Everybody tweeted about this. On, he might have well, he was, he was playing in a game, and they saw it, and they said, let's go win one for Mark. This person didn't even have the courage to put their name on this. That's 30. They friend-zoned Mark on the screen. I don't nice. know if you guys can, can read it because it's pretty small on the screen, but this is what the person wrote. Mark, your friendship means the world to me. Let's not wreck it. <laughs> I mean, he or she, no matter, I don't know if it's a man or a woman who actually wrote this, but whoever wrote this to Mark is a complete and total coward. This is brutal. It ain't right. I know that. Poor Mark is right, man. It's, Dude gets friend zoned. I'm getting on. mad right now. Just reading it again. <laughs> I'm getting pissed off. Right Your now. friendship means the world to me. Let's not wreck it. For any guy who's been put in the friend zone, that is a infuriating line to, to, to see on the big screen team on the big screen on a baseball game. And it's it's I mean, it put your name on it, right? Like if you're gonna say it, put your name on it. I, I, I feel bad. For, I feel bad for Mark. We gotta find Mark. Mark needs to be found. Mark needs to be interviewed. In Mark on the, we can bring Mark on the show. <laughs> Everybody Mark, in you can today. Brigade. You understand? <laughs> Yeah, we'll give you some hats. We have a lifetime membership at the BVB Brigade. We probably got some brigade members. Do you remember the first time you heard that from a girl? Absolutely. It's the worst. It's like, wait, what? Did you ever use the line? No. No, I never claimed. Ah, you, you're full no. of shit. You look I, like you're thinking no. it like I did use no. it. Well, here's the thing. I didn't use it that way. I just said, I'm not interested in you. Like oh. I didn't say I, I didn't use the like let's not wreck our friendship. It was just like right. I don't like you that way. <laughs> right, right. So you right. can take it however way you want it. Like, did I friend zone the person? Yes or no. But right. I told her I just don't like you in that way. Right. I'm not, that's not where I am. You're in a different place than I am. So like, did I use that same line? I don't know. I don't. I, I think it's lame to say let's not wreck our friendship. I heard that in high school. I hated that. In high school, that drove me nuts. The first time I heard it, I remember thinking, what do you even mean? <laughs> because wouldn't it be help our friendship? Like we go, like we'll still be friends. Like that's well, the basis of our, of our relationship is a friendship. Like, well, no, friends. like she said it first to me, like, mm -hmm. I just want to be friends. I'm like, well, we already are. <laughs> like, what, what does that mean? Right. Well, I don't want to do nothing else. And I was like, oh, you wanted a shot at the title. Oh, well, you don't get a shot at the title. Like I was like, I Oh, you she, said you weren't she thought you were interested and you actually weren't. Absolutely. Oh and I was like, whoa, wait, you get to pick when we're friends and when we're not. We're already friends. See, I heard it after we already crossed the Rubicon. We had oh. already we had already crossed into that area, and then oh. I heard it. Oh <laughs> and oh, that's what oh. made me mad. I was like, oh, wait, no, what? No. <laughs> like, no, hold no. on a second. So we had already like she wanted to go back. She wanted to rewind the tape. And I was like, it doesn't. How do you mean. reverse that? You just don't. That's what I said. I go, you can't, you know, put toothpaste back in the tube. It's already gone. Like, what are yeah. we doing here? Like, it's done. So, yeah, that was, that, that was, I was very upset about that. That made me very angry. I don't want to ruin our friendship. I was like, um, wait, what? The other time I heard it when, when someone said, I, I, I like our friendship. Let's not make a habit of doing that after the Rubicon was crossed. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Let's not make a habit of doing what exactly are you talking about? <laughs> See, I must have been, I must have been 
in that regard, like the girl in a relationship. I didn't give anybody title shots unless I wanted to get in the ring. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have this bullshit with like, well, we're just going to be friends. No, 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 no. We're fighting for the title or, (laughs) oh, we ain't boxing. Right. That's it. Right. It's pretty simple. Like one or the other. Yeah. So, um, and I made the mistake one time, one time post-college giving in and having a one night stand. And this girl wanted to move to Arizona. She was not there. She was, she was, a did very you, nice it was a true one night stand or did you know her before? Talked on the phone through so work. I knew who okay. she was. It wasn't a one night stand. Okay. I went, I went for a furniture convention to North Carolina to see how sofas were made and how beds were built. <laughs> Little did I know. She had other plans with the bed. <laughs> I had no idea that I had a title fight scheduled in Thomasville, North Carolina. Uh. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty good at fighting. If you know what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> These things I don't need to know. I don't. I'm need just to, saying we're this, talking. This is like a confession. These are visuals I don't need ever. I've told you this before. When you make these analogies, I don't need these things in my. Head. Talking about fighting. Relax. Yeah, fighting. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Sure. I was so tired <laughs> the, the next day as we were touring upholstery factories. My head was nodding off on the bus rides between and all this stuff. And my now brother-in-law was like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "Man, that woman nearly killed me. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm tired." Went back. She wanted a rematch. The next night, I said, I can't. I'm flying back to Arizona. I'm very busy. I got meetings. I can't do it. <laughs> I got back to Arizona. I almost had a new family. Oh. The next time I called to schedule the truck from North Carolina to see when the furniture was going to be delivered to the warehouse, she's like, hey, I just want you to know. I was looking for apartments in Phoenix and all this other stuff. And I was like, hold on. Whoa. I don't know about this. Zero to 60. (laughs) 60? She she should have got Biff's Almanac. She was in a DeLorean. They were going 88. She went fast. (laughs) So, yeah. So, I I, I sympathize with this guy that got this bullshit put on a scoreboard. Oh, my God. This is You tell who went who's chat is so good with this. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you have what? a re- did you have a rematch followed by the trilogy? I hope <laughs> I hope Kendall is Z Z Z. Kendall's at school. I know. <laughs> she might watch Two the round show. knockout. Oh my gosh! Yeah. The chat just <laughs> Akbar says I can't stand female rules. Sometimes we don't play by their rules. I can't play by my it. rules. I'm living these female rules every day. Oh, gosh, that's too good. Ocean of oh. estrogen. She was ready to hitch the wagon. <laughs> she was coming. Uh, I was like, listen, we might have to get a new manufacturer. I said, we can't take this. <laughs> I can't take these calls no more. You got to change it all. You oh, got to change everything. Good. Change the oh. number. Change everything. At least she didn't fake a pregnancy. You know. <gasps> I've told you that story on the air. I told you that story. It's the single worst thing that ever happened to me. If you had fake pregnancy, that was a little worse. That was that, <laughs> that was the absolute worst. That phone call with the rest of my life. I'm gonna remember that call. I'm gonna call my mom and say, I don't think it's real, but this woman is claiming oh, <laughs> she's pregnant. 
It's like, I got to go take my medicine. You're getting me upset. It's just the thought of that Mark getting a play thing and you getting a fake pregnancy call. I'm going to have to go take a blood pressure pill. I don't take uh, blood pressure pills, but I should. Great. You should have went to Ikea. <laughs> Damn right. I got this girl pregnant and everything changed. My name, my number, my address. <laughs> That's too good. Oh my god, I love you. You guys are so good. The best. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's too good. That was, oh, that's the best thing I've read in a long time. Steve oh. Mac, that's one of the best things I've read in a long time. I'm legit. Oh. I'm legitimately crying. That was so good. Oh gosh. Okay, uh, let's talk some <laughs> baseball somehow. Speaking of going to home, getting home runs. Uh, Freed is minus three ninety today. That's all. Against Arena, I mean, do we? This is—is is this a general principle play on the dog? That's so Caldejan. I mean, of course I mean, it is, right? Has to be minus three ninety. You get on the comeback plus. Now it's four oh five. Fanduel has gone to minus four oh five. We're up. They've we just given betting. up. They've just people are given betting up. the Fuck Braves. <laughs> they've just—they've just given up. Fuck it. Minus Ooh. so in in Vegas right now. It's uh I mean it's circuit is just minus three forty-five. Oh it's my. the lowest in the world. Pretty much consensus three sixty, three seventy. There's a three eighty-five. Um wow. Yeah, and that has four oh five. Wow. Plus three twenty if you want the comeback on the Rockies today. I mean, if that is not enough to entice you, take the run and a half plus money. And you know that is plus one forty-six. Not the worst thing in the world. It's been happening. I mean, you can't lay freed, which is uh, four dollars. I mean, my goodness gracious! Do you remember I before E except after C? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm just giving fair a shit. It's F R I E D. Oh, that's that's me. I, I the, the, he just copies me. So you Your me. spelling sucks. You know I mean? It does. That's true. It does. But that's Farah. I got your back. I'm just. I, I, yes. Yeah. Before that's the me. chat, everybody comes at us. That's me. That's me. I misspelled it. I, that's me. Uh, blame that guy. That guy over there. <laughs> I, I I own it. It's, I I'll take the heat. It's All me. Right. I misspelled it. So just before the chat and everybody comes at us and you can't even spell the graphics right. But I before E, except for C, does not apply to last names, by the way, just for the record. Thank you, counselor. True. Also true. Also true. <laughs> no, it does it doesn't so that rule doesn't exist. So you can, you know, I just ask you if you remember the rule just to try to soften the blow that you oh, still can't spell. Below. Okay, I'm not worried about that. Math and spelling, two things I don't need as a radio host. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Gallon is a plus 120 dog against Nola today. Yes, he is. Gallon's been pretty good at home. He's been pretty good all year. Yes, he has. Phillies have been red hot, I know. But yes. not a bad flyer bet to take the home dog here? Not bad. Plus 120? Not bad. Um, you get a pretty good bargain on the Phillies, too, mm-hmm. you know, on the other side of this. Um, I like the under. I think after scoring 20 runs last night, you may need your head examined uh, to actually bet this game under down there in Arizona. But seven, it's seven, seven minus 128 to the over. But seven is wow. Yeah, that's uh, and we know that FanDuel hates going with solid numbers. So seven's interesting. Putting it out there. Seven and a half. It's kind of wild. They're not going to seven and a half. You figure that they would want to jump to seven and a half. 
covenant. Well, you know, they don't move the damn number. They're going to keep this juice minus 128. What the hell is that? Just, it's just, I mean, <laughs> it goes, it goes to minus 130. It should go to seven and a half flat, which it likely will. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm looking at this thing across my, my odd screen here, it's seven over 15 at circuit, but it's already seven and a half under at DraftKings. So this might be one you see the seven and a half. If you like the under, you may be able to wait, but you get even money under seven. It's a good place to start. It may not end well like the Phillies in the under last night, but yes, I'd like it. So real quick on this, and we'll get to some other better things on this, but just because it is in the news, does it matter to you that the world number two just went to the live tour? No, move the needle at all. Do you, you, did you care? Cause they're in Boston this week. They're debuting this new Australian team. Cam Smith is a part of it. Number two player in the world guy who's, you know, one majors. Does it matter that he's now going to the live tour to you? Golf is over to me other than the president. I would agree with you. Yes. It's officially over. Yeah. And I mean, we had a tremendous finish and it was the FedEx cup. But it's, I mean, college football starting on Thursday. <laughs> like, it's going to be overshadowed. The President's Cup is a great event, as the Ryder Cup is a tremendous event. And even that's lost its luster in the last... What happens if he's banned if Cam Smith can't play the Masters? Oh, there's going to be an uproar. There's going to be lawyers. There's going to be all kinds of other shit. Lawsuits. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's, it's going to get ugly before it gets just better. I, I don't understand why they just can't figure it out and get the best golfers in the best tournaments. It's going to happen. I mean, that's just, it's, it's going to cooler heads are going to prevail. There's going to be some type of, it may not be for a couple of years, but I, I think eventually the, the, the fervored anger dies down and they basically just say, this is what you have to do. I mean, they're banned for four years. Like, this is the thing, like you're banned for four years from PGA Tour events. Now, the Masters might hold to that. And then so you're missing Cam Smith's a big name. I mean, have him so not play the Masters. Because if you win a British Open, you get like a 10-year exemption into the Masters. But then the four-year suspension or banning from Masters the can do whatever the bleep that they want. The Masters, it doesn't matter what it's they can point. give and you take win away. A major, you get to get the you get the exemption. It's in the it's in the bylaws. But it's also in the bylaws that the Masters determines who's in and who's out. They can dictate whatever they want. They can pull your exemption if they want. Okay. This is Augusta. I mean, right. the PGA right. might have a legal fight on their hands. Right. But the Masters is not part of the PGA Tour. Masters is an, is an invite only tournament. So. That's why everyone wants to play it. But you, can lose, you can lose your invitation. The U.S. Open is different. The PGA Championship is different. But the Masters is dictated by invitation. Gotcha. So Cam Smith can be uninvited to the Masters if they want to. So Betsmart just said majors are all independent of the tour. Mm-hmm. And the PGA of America runs the PGA Championship. That's not mm-hmm. even affiliated with the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. They're like all independent contractors. It's all such bullshit. Like it's, it's all crazy. getting exposed, right? It's all getting exposed. Yeah. All of it's getting exposed, right? And it's all being shown to be sort of a little bit of a house of cards. But it also is showing that the PGA has sat on a big pile of money. Look, Phil is a lot of things, but Phil has not been wrong about what he was talking about. Yesterday, he's been right on on uh, with Gabe and Cam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to have 
hopefully get, we're going to have Gabe tomorrow. So if you guys like. Morency's coming tomorrow, by the way, Marenzi's guys. So like, be nuts. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> he did a video. He, he put a video on of a drone flying through the PGA corporate headquarters, mm-hmm. which if you haven't seen is amazing. They have so much money. Oh, yeah. like I, I, there's no more discussing. You can't blame the guys. And Phil was right. Like what he said before, how he did it may have people have disagreed with, mm-hmm. but whoa, like, mm-hmm. I mean, blatantly like the, their, their offices were amazing. Mm-hmm. A campus, huge mm-hmm. indoor mm-hmm. bunkers. And they have a whole war chest that they have not dipped into, which they are now dipping into with this new format and new prizes that they're going to award. They're now dipping into that war chest, but they've had a ton of money in the bank. And that's where Phil has said, wait, you need us. We don't need you. So why isn't that money not going back to us? And so Phil has been proven. I mean, he took the money from who he took the money from is the problem. Not that Phil took the money. Right. So that's what everyone's. But if he didn't take the money, nothing would have changed. Look, he wanted to affect the tour. And in some ways we might look back and say that Phil, I don't want to call him a martyr, but he did fall on a sword of sorts. He affected change. Yeah. For things to happen, for things to change and things have changed. And maybe the tour will be totally different from that moment on. And Phil can look back and feel good about it. But Greg Norman is, you know, Everyone hates Greg Norman. Even if you like the live tour, you don't like Greg Norman. I mean, he's, right. the way he has been, he's been, been a very uh, thorn in the side. And that's why Phil and Rory kind of teamed up, or sorry, Tiger and Rory have teamed up to sort of be the antithesis of Greg Norman. Mm. And I mean, Rory was jabbing at the live tour after winning on Sunday, talking about it was a great, you know, 72 holes, I guess 56 for some other tours. Like shot at live because they play three rounds. <laughs> so like even in the, even in the, even the post the game, Rory is jabbing live toward Rory hates Greg Norman. I think it's clear. He absolutely hates the dude. He wants to just rip live at every second. Others would say live is, you know, rent free right now, living rent free in Rory and Tiger's head that even after they win $18 million, they're referencing some other, some other tour. So, right. you know, we'll see how, 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 how that goes. Right. All right. Time now for the Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day. You guys have been phenomenal. BVB promo code OmahaSteaks.com. 12 free Omaha Steak Burgers. Getting that BVB code. Or you can go and get the All-American Assortment, which has tons of food. It's on the way to you and Farah, Dave. You should be checking some point in the next week or so. You should be getting Just what I need. Something else to come to the house. But at least this one is for me. Correct. It's for you. And it's very good. BVB promo code in the keyword search box at omahasteaks.com. Baker Mayfield has made it official. He is gunning for the Cleveland Browns. Damn right. How do you like the line from Baker talking to a sideline reporter? I'm going to bleep them up talking about starting for the Panthers against the Browns in week one. 1121 like for both Farrah and the chat. I'm going to fuck them up. <laughs> I like it. What the hell did they expect him to say? The day he got traded there. I don't know about that. It's a pretty hot take to go. In. It's not just like I, I look forward to playing against them, beating them. No, no he drops an F-bomb on. <laughs> Damn right. The day he got traded, 
I said, we're betting Panthers. They're right. going to win this game. Baker's going to win the job. He's focused. He's healthy. He's looking to take this team out. You're damn right. This is the 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 searing hot take of today. Guys, buy the meat. I'm buying it. I love it. You don't love this? I love I, this. Um, do I love this? I I think if he goes and performs, I love this. But it raises the bar as to what Baker's got to do now. Now you got to. Now he has to play. Now he's got to be good. He can't be. He, I mean, now this could be embarrassing. Like this could be. Embarrassing. He goes out there and he got cut. Yeah, but if he goes seven, the Browns, when they got a guy who suspended how many games again? Chat. Let him know how many games. Eleven games. Six, and then appealed. But it, it was eleven it, games. It, it, if you go and look at it. And say, okay, what happens if you go seven for 15 for 100 yards and two picks? If they win? Well, what, yeah, what if they win? But Baker goes about seven, win, baby. seven for win. 15, no touchdowns and two picks, 100 yards passing. Baker's going to walk runs up the field just like. So what if he goes for 385, three touchdowns, and they lose by a field goal? Is that good? Yeah, for his, for him, sure. He did what he he did what he said he was going to they do. Lost the game. Okay, but he did what he said he was going to do. I am. He didn't say we. Keyword there. He didn't say we are going to f them up. He said I am going to f them up. Me, Baker Mayfield, counselor. Again, it matters. The word matters. The word matters. Word choice in life matters to me. I look Go at the way you me. phrase words. How do you? What words do you put in front of each other? Talk to my students about this all the time. How do you form a sentence and the way you form a sentence matters to me? He didn't say we. He said me. I am going to F them up. If he Fs them up and wins, it's fantastic. Even better. He can walk off whatever he wants. He can put on your, your Joe Burrow glasses and wear a pink fur coat for all I care. He can do whatever he wants, but he's got to do, do that. Pink fur coat. That's actually a good idea. I haven't seen one of those. <laughs> but... Um, they got to win the game first and foremost. If he says okay. this and the locker room buys in, they go come out home opener, put one on them pretty good. Uh-huh. Telling you, man, season wins can go over. This division is ripe for somebody to be good. I, I don't know if it's that. them, the Saints, Tampa, the Bucks, your guy Brady changing his face and his hair. And all that other stuff. I love this. And if he goes seven for 15 for 120 with two picks and they win, he can still walk off, maybe not strut off like Conor McGregor, but he can walk off. That, That's yes, fine. Of course. He can be happy with the performance. I got to be better, but we won. That's all that matters is that we won. That's fair. That's it. But again, I would much have, I would have rather have heard him say, we are going to F them up than I am going to F them up. All right, counselor, I'll just object a little bit. I think you're looking a little too much into this myself, but okay. that's fine. Um, I know we have now created another game that I will have interest in that maybe would not have as interest in. I've been talking about this for the day he got traded there. I'm looking forward to it. I hope, I hope he does fuck them up. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, I, I, I got him plus three, but I hope he does. Oh, you've already bet that. Nice. Knew that number was going to move. So 
Put yeah, it right in no the COV this trash is a can. Massive no play game for me. I want no part of Browns. Oh, I love this whole thing. I want no part of the whole thing. I'm going to watch it. I want no part of a pregame bet. I have absolutely nothing. I have no idea what the Panthers are going to look like. None. They've got better players, but I mean, the running game for the Browns, defensive line for the Browns, that secondary for the Panthers is questionable. Does Baker have a relationship with the receivers? Way too many questions for me to bet that game. Brown can win the game outright. I just knew that that number wasn't ever going to be three when I saw three. Right, just, right. You know, and so. you didn't know if, if Watson was going to play or not. And no, I knew he wasn't playing. Okay, you knew he wasn't playing. How many games he gets suspended again? Say it again for the people. Six. Serving one game, one of eleven. This guy appealed to eleven. Yes. Still holding yes. true to the he fact got, that he's he only got six games suspension and appealed to eleven. Right. Yes. Dawson's coming by the way this week. This week. He's going to be looking for you. Sunday, he'll be here. All right. I'm going to figure something out. You got to yeah. get, get with me. This is he'll be here Sunday through, uh, Sunday through, I think, Thursday or something. My guy, Matt Chatham, is sending me a gigantic package of barbecue rubs that he has a new barbecue rub. And I am my first cook of the football year. It's happening this Ooh. weekend. Really? Very, very excited. Either ribs or brisket. Haven't decided which, but... It's coming. The first, the, the first cook of 2022 is coming. So get, you need to get with me as to where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing. If Jess wants a little, wants a little action at the steakhouse uh, for that. Is that All right, code uh, for what did you say? Jess wants a little action at the steakhouse. Are we talking about Jeff, boxing? Jeff, what's the action? Jeff, I thought you said Jess. I was coming no, through the screen. Jeff, I said, you talking about my wife like that? Talking J E F F Jeff Dawson. Jeff Dawson. Yes. Uh, circus board schedule of the day. We're going to talk about Purdue here because they're taking on your Penn State Lions to start on Thursday. You guys know where we are here with Circus Sports, the million and the survivor. There's going to be an overlay on the million survivor. We don't know as of yet, but you've got a six million dollar prize pool in both of those contests. You can still come to register the 10th of September, 2 p.m. is the deadline for you guys to get in. So the Thursday night game, don't worry about it. If you say, oh, Thursday night, can't get there in time, that doesn't matter. It's Sunday, or sorry, Saturday, the 10th at 2 p.m. is the deadline to sign up for the Circa Million and Circa Survivor. Million dollars for someone in the million and potentially even more in the Survivor, depending on how things go, million or a million plus, maybe two million for you, for the Survivor. Okay, Purdue is the picks too, by the way. If you're going to come in that late, you already have to come in, sign up, and put the picks in all in the same transaction. Yes, and if you're going to hire Maddie for footballcontest.com, you need to have your picks ready as well. (laughs) If you're going to hire Maddie, it's getting late for our our preferred proxy service in terms of where we are. So footballcontest.com for the preferred proxy service for us here for BVB. Uh, Circus Sports schedule today is Purdue. Under is juiced. Seven wins is the total for Purdue. What's Let's the under juice to right now? Uh, it was it was plus one twenty five. I think it was minus one fifteen, minus one twenty on the other side for Purdue. So let's go through Purdue's schedule here a little bit because it's going to be. Uh, I mean, wh- how, what do you make of the opener? Okay, we'll do it and better to book it. So I won't tell you, but what do you make of Purdue, Penn State? On I think Purdue is very live. This is this is not this is not an easy uh, this is not an easy Penn State win. How about the total? 
in the 50s for a Big Ten game. It's absurd. It's right? too high. Seems high, right? It's too high. It's definitely, it's got to be an under. But I mean, I don't know enough about Purdue. 52 and a half is the total at the moment. It was 54 and a half. Now it's down to 52 and a half. So we yeah, see coming down. Yeah, and I talked about that. He kind of looked at returning starters and all this stuff. And I mean, seven on offense, seven on defense for right. Purdue, including Aiden O'Connell. They're going to want to throw, but Purdue lost their top two wide receivers. One to, one to academically being ineligible and the other to the NFL. So there's a lot of questions about this offense for Purdue. And more questions about their defense, to be perfectly honest. That's Seven true. and a half unders minus 145 on Fandle right now. Okay. Over plus 125. I think Purdue can win it, but I am sometimes I get, I think some of the best sources of uh, information are people, guys who are fans of a team. They're usually negative or okay, they're right. way over the top positive. And right. I like how you're kind of, backing it down a little bit with the Patriots after seeing them in person and going, oh, I don't know if we can even win 10 games. A season wins for Penn State is eight. Season wins for Purdue is seven and a half. This game is a dead pick in my opinion. I've looked to take, if you can grab more than three and a half, I would say grab it. I feel like the line's coming back down to three, but that doesn't Probably. mean on Thursday somebody may light up the board and lay the three all they can. So... See, it's it's weird because I don't know. So often, college football lines don't matter. They don't, and They're, so like I like Penn State to win the game, right? So like I thought about waiting and going like, well, maybe I'll buy it to three, or maybe I'll get it down. I'm like, I hate buying don't points in college, buy college football. Points yeah. in college, yes. Football, I hate doing please. this. Okay, so I hate that, and then I don't think it really matters. I think if Purdue wins, they win the game by seven or more. Sorry, I'm sorry. Penn State, Penn State win. They win the game by seven or more. I don't think it matters. Now, I grant that right. could be it could be twenty to twenty, driving down, kicking a last second field goal, and it, you know Penn State wins oh, twenty three twenty. Right, and then I lose and, and lose by the hook, and that's very very possible. But I just you know you know Thursday start of the season with Penn State on the road. I think if Penn State wins this game, Penn State wins the game going away. If they lose the game, they lose the game going away, and the line doesn't matter. Right. So. I just, that's why I laid three and a half last night. I was like, I don't really care about the, the, the line because I'm, I'm expecting it not to come into play. It might, but I'm not all that worried about betting it at three and a half. That's part of this whole process of betting. Can't worry about it now. If you played it, you played it. If it falls, yeah. it falls. I mean, that's the way right. I used to book millions of dollars on games. Like, can't control where it's going to fall. Put yourself in the best position when you make the bet or take a bet and go from there. Right. So, yeah, don't uh, don't make or not make the bet because the line's three and a half. Like, mm -hmm. right? I agree. Penn State's going to win. They're going to win. If Purdue's going to win, they're going to win. If you like Purdue, I would sprinkle money line on some. Mm -hmm. Like you mm -hmm. know, we talked about that. It was, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was a big one on Northwestern. Um, you're not going to get nearly the return, but. It's very likely if Purdue covers, they just win that game. So you might as well get rewarded for that. Fair. Indiana State. So Penn State or Purdue, who wins? Well, for this exercise. For this exercise, I really, really hope Penn State wins. Because like <laughs> I told Brad, if Penn State loses and West Virginia wins, don't text me. Don't call me. <laughs> don't talk to me. I got to hear all that shit. And let alone even in the reverse, if Pitt wins and Penn State loses, 
all my people that are in Pittsburgh are still Pitt fans and all this stuff. They'll be like, ha, we're 1-0. You're 0-1. And it'll be chirp, 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 chirp. Penn State has to win this game. So my weekend, you know, is somewhat normal. Purdue has lost the last nine meetings straight up in a 3-6 and six ATS. The last time they played in 19, Purdue trailed by 28 points at the half. Sorry, was plus 28 and was down 28-7 at the half. Lost the game 35-7. to The game pushed. Penn State was a 28-point favorite. <laughs> last time they played. <laughs> Boy, this was, that was the good years. When the hell yeah. was that? Penn State was 12th in the country. Penn State was at home 35-7. Oh, the line man. was 28. Damn it. Game pushed. It's been a while. Not long ago. It's 2019. Uh, Indiana State game two at home. Come on. For this exercise, Purdue, Purdue wins. is winning that game. So I got one more and one. At Syracuse. Wow. That's a tough game for them. Yes, it is. I think they lose. Yeah. The last, meeting, the last meeting was 2004. Boilermakers shut out Syracuse, forced three overtimes. They beat them 51 nothing. Purdue had a 571 to 197 yard advantage when they played each other oh. in two, 2004. It was a long time ago, but still, it was, they blasted them. I think Syracuse is, I think it's a tough trip. I, I'm with you. I'll go loss. FAU homecoming for Purdue. This is not an easy game for them, by the way, at home. This is an over game. Bet the over in this game. But Willie Taggart's team's going to go up there, and they're not going to be afraid of Purdue. Hmm. This is a fun game on the 24th of September before it gets really cold in Indiana and West Lafayette. They win. All right, I'll give it to you. It's homecoming, but two and two. At Minnesota. Close. At Maryland. Win. Three. Three. Home for Nebraska. Win. <laughs> you know, Husker fans are putting this in the win column. They're going to be ferociously mad if they lose. Huskers put the game against Northwestern in the win column. True. At Wisconsin. No way. By week, home for Iowa. Win. <laughs> I had Iowa winning that game. Four for me. At Illinois. Tough game. Tough game. Purdue could win that. That's the swing game, I think, for, for this whole exercise. I'm going to say they lose that game. Purdue has won the last five games in Champaign. Yeah. They're supposed three to win. And two, three and two ATS. Right. I'm going to say they lose. I'm sticking on five. Okay. Northwestern. Where? Home. Win. At Indiana. I have five. I'm under. At Indiana, they win seven. The old Oaken bucket every year since 1919, and they didn't play in 2020, but Purdue has won three of the last four. They've covered five straight in that game against Indiana. I have five. Wow, that's way under. Yep. Um, Betsmart said, how can we fire off a win? here and a loss there and think about it. I have no rhyme or reason, Bet Smart. I mean, I hope you <laughs> put in these numbers and say you made Purdue minus eight and a half at Syracuse. God bless you. I hope that number's right. 
I haven't looked at it. I'm just kind of going off of the yeah the feel and the and the other shit. Um, I think Syracuse Syracuse played well in the last year. I mean, they gave Clemson all they can handle. I trust the chat. These guys are these guys know. He was, I mean, has just, stunk for a while, but I don't think Purdue. I mean, look, Aiden O'Connell's a decent quarterback, but I I don't know. Jeff Brom had a breakout year, won nine games last year. Year before that, two wins, four wins, six wins, and seven wins for Purdue. So all of a sudden, you know, we're we're, we're going Jeff Brom in his ninth year overall at Purdue, sixth year as a head coach. Jeff Brom all of a sudden just going to come in here and win what? Eight nine games. What's let's let's do the exercise. What's the what's the peak? I mean, you go through so that they schedule. They beat Penn State. They beat Indiana State. They beat Syracuse. They beat FAU. They beat Maryland. They beat Nebraska. They beat Illinois. They beat Northwestern. They beat Indiana. Nine. Height is nine and three. They that's a lot. That's that ain't winning nine games. I think the peak is eight. Okay, it could be eight. I mean, it could be nine. That's a perfect season for them. I mean, that's. Total is nine, seven and a half, right? Set or eight? Seven, Who's, eight? seven and a half with the juice way under minus 150, 145, or seven flat with the juice maybe shading a little bit over. So eight, it goes over. If it everything goes perfectly, it goes over. Right. Otherwise, their bottom is what your number, five. Yeah, five. Five so. wins, six wins, seven pushes, or if you have seven and a half, that wins the only way you get beat is if they win eight or nine games, which is nine is completely, I think, pie in the sky. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Hopefully uh, Penn State goes there and wins game one. All right. When do we say bye to Sports Grid? Do we say bye to Sports Grid now? We got five minutes. We start a little bit late today. Okay. So we got five minutes to go? I okay. think so. Uh, let's do the props.com. We, we good to say bye? No, keep going. Get the, okay, five minutes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Props.com story of the day. This hit yesterday. I am in search of a baseball bet. All right. So for just the picks, I'm in search of a baseball bet. Worked out okay yesterday. It did. Plus 2.19 units on that. So a little double up on a one unit play. You said better. I was going to bet a half. You said better full. I did. And we come up with a 2.19 unit win. So 1-0 yesterday. Let's see if we can do it again. This is the same spot, same guy from props.com. Josh Sh- Shepardson hit this yesterday with the two leg parlay for Phillies and Cardinals. Yep. He's coming back with the Mariners on the money line Mariners at the Tigers. At Tigers minus. Okay. All right. That's a little steep, but okay. And the Braves team total over five and a half. Oh, hell yeah. Against the Rockies at plus 105. He's going a little higher on this. He's going five and a half. So we've got. The horrific Colorado bullpen, bad, an ERA bad. of four point seven seven. Bad, bad. And Urena going tonight, who has an ERA of six. Super bad, bad. And, and a guy whose ERA is five point eight one since twenty twenty. He's not just been bad this year; he's been bad for years, multiple years. Bad, bad. <laughs> so Braves over five and a half. Mariners money line against the Tigers. Today, Kirby going. The rookie has a 3.32 ERA, mm-hmm. 18 starts, mm-hmm. pretty good for them. Mm-hmm. Three wins and five no decisions over his last eight starts. Mm-hmm. Overall, the Mariners are 11 and seven in games that Kirby has started, including six of the last eight they have won. It's a plus 229 parlay at DraftKings. Look at you. I like it. 
Mariners are beating the Tigers today, boys. Okay. Got that one in the in the chat. Um Let's God, see this would be terrible if they get five runs and we don't get there. <laughs> but the, the Mariners are Braves have been today. scorching hot though. No doubt. And they're playing the bad, bad Rockies with a bad, bad arena pitching. So yeah. Let me I can update the stats, update the odds as of right now. What are you um, doing? What are you doing right now? I'm gonna bet I'm gonna bake uh, I'm gonna go and put the odds in just to make sure we can see what the actual if the odds have changed at all. Oh, 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 I thought you were playing with something else, like you're adding something to it. Don't add anything. No, no, no. I'm I'm just looking for team totals for runs. So uh five and a half it's still a plus 229 parlay right now hasn't moved same same juice wow i just glanced down in the chat and betsmart said something about getting a bvb tattoo oh boy so I, I i i changed my apple watch to bvb now did you so mikey awesome showed me this he he, he sent me uh mikey awesome sent me a uh a screenshot. I don't know if you can see it or not. I can't get that to be. I can't do it. It's, I can get the. Angle. Don't hurt your arm, please. Please, please. please I need you. I need you. Please, please stop. Try to twist you there you go. Yes. The BV, there you go. The BVB logo on the on the Apple Watch. That's as far as I go. I can't do. I can't do a BVB tattoo. That's too much. Definitely too much. I don't recommend that. That's smart. I mean, it's too much. But if we get canceled, we can't. We can't. Oh, tattoo. as I'm. What the hell is going on? What? What? The odds just changed literally as we're talking. You're listening to the fucking show. Told you this. They're listening to the show. It won't say who's listening. Wow. Listening How about that? It flipped the, the team total flipped from plus 105 to minus 105 as we're talking. It just flipped. Think that shit's coincidence? Wow. I don't know, but that's wild to me. It's unbelievable, isn't it? How about that? So now it's a plus 213 parlay. <laughs> I, I love it when Dave gets in this. Uh, people are listening to the show situation. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny now. Funny how? Just like Goodfellow. <laughs> funny. Ha ha. <laughs> funny like a clown? Yeah. How am I fucking funny? <laughs> oh, gosh. That's too much. So that, by the way, is the one unit play. But I'm going to go ahead and take the plus 213 right now before somebody else bets it. And we, we the, the number moves more. So if you guys are in, do me a favor, SoCal GD, GD, somebody go in the Discord channel. So one unit official play, Mariners money line, team total over five and a half for the Braves today against the Rockies. It was minus plus 105. Now it's minus 105. So the parlay Not goes from everywhere. plus. Shop around people, but get the play. Plus 229 down to plus 213. Not tremendous, but still dropped 10 cents Cost right us, there yeah. as us, we're talking. 15 cents. Right. As we're talking and it moves. That was funny. That's the first time I've seen that happen. <laughs> we're literally talking about the bet and it moves as we're talking about it. Told you this the shit happened all the time. My God. So there you go. We'll, we'll come back with that. See if we can go two, two in a row for a guy. Props.com, by the way. Somebody asked me this question the other day yep. about like, hey, can you make more bets on just the picks? I'm not going to make more bets on just the picks, but if you go to props.com, people want, they want more picks. Yes. They want it's more just than I'm doing. the picks, but they want, they want more. more. I'm only doing like, I'm only doing one or two a day right now until we enough. get to, to, to the weekend. And then we get to the weekend and I'm doing five or six, but they're like, Hey, you know, I, could you add more, you know, have more bets on the pod? And I'm like, no, cause these are bets I'm making. So like, I'm not going to bet more. This is, this is what I'm betting. You can bet whatever you want. So go to props.com. There's eight bets a day on the front page of props.com. So you guys people. can 
all different writers, all different right. bets, parlays, home run props, Do same it. game parlays, strikeout props. I mean, all sorts of things. And then come football, I mean, we're going to have literally a prop betting NFL show on Sunday mornings coming. We'll talk about that more a little bit later on, but we're going to do just a prop betting live stream show on Sunday mornings. Right. So if you like betting props, obviously our name props.com, we're going to have more prop bets for you guys to go ahead and make, but I don't bet a ton of props and I don't bet a huge card every day. Other people in the space do. That's fine. That's that's their right to do that. I'm Amen. more conservative than some. Yeah. yeah, I'm smaller. I bet smaller. I bet less. It's just it's just who I am and what I do. So if you want more, props.com's got you covered with all the different bets. Can they the get place. that beat thing? Is the beat if they subscribe? Do they get it directly to them? They can. If get you get the, them and stuff? the beat, does send you picks. Yes, every morning you can get the beat. Good point. The beat. Yep, on the the newsletter, we'll send you that the stories directly. If you want to subscribe to it, if you go to at props us on Twitter, at the top of the page, it says subscribe to our newsletter. Hit that button, subscribe to the newsletter. It's in your inbox every single morning. You'll get the picks and the bets from props.com in your inbox every day. So yes, that's one way of doing that. Sports Grid, we will talk to you guys coming up tomorrow. Gabe Morenci, you guys know him on Sports Grid. He'll join us tomorrow. Gear up and buckle up for Gabe Morenci tomorrow on BVB. For the rest of you on Twitter and YouTube, stick around. More to come for the Bostonian versus the book. All right. uh, Bet prep prop bet of the day. George Kirby. Talked about the Mariners coming mm-hmm. back here with George Kirby over five and a half K's at minus one twenty eight for one Mister George Kirby. Do you like against this the Tigers? Though? Against the Tigers, yeah, I like it. He has gone over this number four of his last five games: nine, seven, five, eight, and seven. He's eight for twelve when his team is favored this year, averaging six point five K's per game. Kirby has not faced the Tigers this year, but the Tigers have a K rate versus righties over the last 30 days of 29%. (laughs) That's crazy. 29%. Their number has improved when you look at a seven day sample, but it's still very high at 25%. You can ladder this if you want. Seven or more Ks is plus 130 for Kirby. Eight or more Ks is plus 240 or nine or more Ks is plus 480. He did have nine. That's crazy. He did have nine. Five starts ago. Best numbers at Caesars at minus 128. How do you feel about over five and a half Ks for George Kirby? I like this. Over to over number. Over. Over, to, to num- over to number. Over to number. I yes. like it. I don't mind um, seven. I don't mind even mind jumping on seven. And plus 130. What's over six and a half? Um, well, his number is five and a half, so I right. think it goes to seven. Let's see what six or more is. Six or Uh, more. Should be the same, right? Should be the same, right? Over five and a half or six plus or more is the same. Over five and a half is minus 128 at FanDuel. Uh Over six, six or more is minus 128 at FanDuel. Thank you. (laughs) See, the boys are listening. Seven or more actually now is up to plus 164. So it was 130 this morning. It's now plus 164 for seven or more. Hello. So it jumps a lot. Six is the number clearly because it's minus 128, six or more, plus 164 for seven or more. So So that 1K. By that number, a strikeout is worth almost a full dollar. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) So about both, right? 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, better be one, but get a better both. We like plus money. The numbers been consistently, you just ran them down. I heard mm -hmm. only one less than six. Yeah. Nine, more. seven, five, eight, seven over the last five. Nine, seven, five, eight, seven. That's one number below six. The other numbers above seven is the magic plus 164. Seven. I like that. Seven or right. more. Seven right. wins, right? Yes. In that situation? Seven Correct. Seven or more, seven wins. Yes. Seven caches. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I do too. I like that. All right. Uh, better to book it is being brought to you by Cedar Sportsbooks. JTP 15 gets you up to a $1,200 risk free what? bet. No, JTP with 15. Only one. Penn State. One. Only one. Minus three and a half. We did. We did. Told you I was looking for a baseball bet. We got the, we got the two leg money line parlay Mariners money line over team total Braves. That parlay is the baseball play for one unit. All right. And Penn state minus three and a half versus Purdue one unit. Man, I can't believe you're going to do this on Tuesday, but that's fine. That you can, you, it's, I hate when you do the teams that like, I really still tug at my heartstrings like this. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like betting these games. I like watching these games. You're, you didn't bet it. I bet it. I know, but you have to, I mean, if I like Purdue, you know, or everybody that I know is going to be like, you like Purdue? Why don't they get mad at me and all this other stuff? And then if I take Penn State and say, yeah, I'll bet I would it. Prefer to you, I would prefer you to be on, on Purdue personally. Yeah? Because you're emotionally tied to Penn State still, so you don't see it the same way. Oh, I see it damn good. Your clarity is, is, is a touch shaded. Fuck it, then I'm booking it. There you go. <laughs> right, there you go. I knew you'd do that. Yes, I knew you would do that. Yes, it's good. I want. I want you to book it. That's good. That's fine. I'll you. book it today, only because I'm yeah. getting the best number. I don't. I think it's going to come down. Doesn't the mean three? it's going to win. Might be perfect one for the CLV can, but um, open at four, so it's not like it's moving tremendously. It's not like it's flying. Well, not yet. Not yet. But I think. Can you? Coming. By the way, can you bet a team total of fifty-one and a half? Can you stomach that? A team total? Uh-huh. How team is that? 51 and a half? So Tennessee against Ball State, right? I wanted to bet the over. It's 68 for the total. And I was like, man, so on just the picks, I was like, I'm going to wait and see what the team total is for Tennessee before I bet the over because I'm not sure about what Ball State's going to score. I'm, I'm, so I, want, I thought it would be like 45. It's 51 and a half for Tennessee team total. <laughs> There's no way in hell I'd bet that over. Obscene number. I mean, even if I saw in Biff's almanac it that said 56 yeah. to nothing, I still wouldn't bet over 51 right. and a half. I'd be like, no, nah, I can't do that shit. Like, I want to bet the under 68, but like, I'm petrified that Ball State's going to score in the fourth quarter. Because Tennessee's going to be up 50 to 10, and then they're going to score 10 points. Uh, I don't know. A lot of times they just, they just mail it in and want to go home. They run the ball, run the clock, get out. All right, because you only got one game, I got to ask you two games for better to okay. book it. Sure. First one is the NLCS preview tonight. The Dodgers are playing the Mets. Mm -hmm. Okay. One it's no part. Minus one fifty. I probably just double check. Minus one forty-five. We'll give a consensus line. I want one no part of this game. This is a watch game. This is not a bet game for me. Totals eight and a half. I got the Mets. You betting it or booking it? What's the plus now? I'm taking plus 135. Yeah, I bet that. Take the plus money. Sure. I mean, just eight and a half for the total. It's a coin flip to me. This is a coin flip game. This is yeah. a 
I I wish I had I wish I had the better pitchers for the Dodgers going in this, but you know the Dodgers might be concerned here, so they could be a little distracted. Gonsolin going on the IL is a big deal to me. That is a <laughs> if they don't have a healthy Kershaw, Walker Bueller's gone, no Bauer, and no Gonsolin. I mean, I know they've got more money than God, but at some point it's going to catch up to the Dodgers. I mean, Tyler Anderson, you can't expect Tyler Anderson to start game one of the NLCS and be like, yep, this guy's going to get us and have, you know, three wins for us. I don't know. Maybe he's he's pretty, he's got ice. He's pretty good, but he's haven't been there before. So ice water in his veins. Um, Second game. Mm -hmm. These Baltimore Orioles will not go away. They will not. They are at Cleveland today. And it continues. Cleveland is minus 145. Quantrill Watkins is the pitching matchup. Watkins has been bad. <laughs> He's been really bad. I'm taking Baltimore plus 135. No. You betting it that. or booking it? I'll book that. Cleveland, uh, you said it so confidently. Because I, I don't like Watkins. It's what it's what's kept me off games involving the the I don't I don't the Orioles. I don't like Watkins at all. Over eight and a half or under eight and a half? Actually, over it's eight. eight. Well, it's half and half. It's eight and a half or eight. I'll say eight over minus 120. I'm going over betting it or booking it. Over. Watkins has lost four consecutive starts. Uh-huh. Eight, one, eight, two, three, two, five, three. Okay. He's given up four, three, one, and two earned runs over his last four starts. Hasn't won a game since the first of August. No, I don't like I don't like the Orioles today. Okay. Cal Quantrill, 10 and 5 with a 3.59 ERA. He's one. Cal Quantrill has won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine consecutive starts. Seems very easy today. <laughs> it does. Carlos, seven nothing. No, no, no. Four. The, the, the Guardians, is, that's a oh. play. That's just seven nothing, eight, four, eight, nothing, four, one, six, five, seven, six, eight, two, ten, nothing. Yeah. So over the last eight games, he's uh, six and two to the run line. Yeah. He's not just winning. They're, they're scoring they're runs when he pitches. It's a, it's all, I looked at it. I'm going to do some, some more work later, but I saw the lines last one. Quick Yankees minus 165 at Anaheim Tyone and M Mayers. Yeah. They lost out. They lost last night. The Yankees will play. They lost 4-3 last night, but they lost be- the day before in Oakland. They lost consecutive games. They Judge win went deep. Judge hit 50. Yeah, they win today. Judge hit 50. Did you see that? I tweeted that. It sounded like they were in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, because they are. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they are. It's There's no Anaheim Angel fans there. They're all Yankee fans. It's awesome. I've done that trip multiple times where just go to watch Yankee games. You go back to the hotel, and then you go to Yan- watch Yankees play the Angels, and then go back to the hotel, and you come back to Vegas. It's fun. Um, so you like the Yankees today? Yeah. Minus 160. I wouldn't bet it, but if I was right. going to bet it. I, I'd Eight and a half the total there, over or under. It's under. It's dead under again. <sighs> under the, Yankees the Angels, until Angels. proven otherwise, until it loses. You bet the Yankee games under every day. That lineup is, like Cam says on, on uh, every night, struggling. He turns it into a three-syllable word. The Yankee lineup stinks right now. Bad, bad. 
Wow, interesting. Yankees. Let's see. Um, every game one, but two, the first one in Oakland was under, right? Yeah, yeah and every game and and then go all the way back to the Blue Jays. Um, the Blue Jays game on the what was the date of this game? Um, that was on August eighteenth, nine to two against the Blue Jays. But for that, four nothing, five two, four two, four two, four two, thirteen four, three two, three two, four one, four three, all under but two. Oh my! And really, actually, if you go back, geez, oh my goodness, watch, go all watch. the way, go all the way back to the Mariners game where it was nine to four on August the eighth. They've gone under since August eighth. They've gone over only three times. That's oh, it. four times. Four times, sorry. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, they have yeah. eight, seven, nine to two. But most of these games are one nothing, four, three, three, two, three, two, three, nothing, four, nothing, three, one. Then a little eight, seven, nine, two action, but then four nothing, five, two, four, two, four, two, four, two, thirteen, four. And then three, two, three, two, four, one, four, three. I mean, my gosh, this is like throwback National League baseball for them for the it's- Yankees. It's My exactly goodness. what it is. And, and wow. the numbers aren't being adjusted. Like, That's crazy. You know, and I know you find it boring sometimes betting baseball, the same thing every day, but your listeners don't. I don't find people it boring. Just I will bet everything. I will. Yes, I will bet everything. I just won't give it out. I just won't talk about it. Okay. Well, I don't mind Yankees betting it. Under. Yeah. I'll say then, it. Yankees under is not a bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Wow. And it's what? It's eight and a half today? Yes. Holy crap. Yes. They're betting surprising. The, 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 the numbers are it's nine. Made. It's nine now. You got nine? FanDuel is at nine. Good luck, people. Nine. Minus have. 120 to the under. It's not even heavily juiced. Yeah. There Goodness you go. Gracious. Good luck. That's something else. Yep. Oh, by the way, all the bookmakers are mad at me. Why would you do now? Because <laughs> I, I tweeted out that the books lie. I said, don't ever bet off bet percentages. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so all the offshores are all upset. When did you do that? This morning. <laughs> it's fine. All the offshores. I like, I mean, Dave Mason's an offshore guy who I've known for a long time, interviewed him a bunch of times. So he's just justifying when he puts out percentages, why he puts out percentages. I just said, look, at the, the numbers are irrelevant. The second you hit print, the numbers are irrelevant. <laughs> oh, it's the truth i know but and they know it too. part out loud now but i said before football season people need to remember remember this bet percentages mean nothing money percentages mean nothing it's irrelevant from the second they hit send on the email he's right it's not accurate he's right i've said this for a decade <laughs> now we're telling people, everybody well it's it, i would love to see the book stop sending out the stupid brackets and, and, and whatever they all the, the, those those bet percentage graphs that they send out that everybody tweets out Ooh, here is where we are here is xyz sportsbook we're at 65 percent um when was this printed 7 30 this morning what time is it 4 p.m oh really so you can take a single bet on that game all day long <laughs> okay sure it's exactly ne- where the money is we're never getting off late night that's fine. And I, I, I will appreciate not getting off late night for telling you guys the truth about what books are doing and how Me books too. lie. Brigade. They're lying to you. Brigade. Straight up. 
They're lying to you. And you should know that they're lying to you. And reporters who report that shit are lying to you for them. Oh, okay. no. Now he's okay. They are mouthpiece propaganda. It's pretty funny. <laughs> they are mouthpiece propagandists for the people that they are hoping to be friends with. There oh, it is. So that's all it is. Play oh, it, bro. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> oh, God. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we're we walking doing? off with a closer. We're playing closer music now. That's fine. Oh. Let's play closer music. We're Let's fine. talk we're the fine. truth. We're fine. We're fine. About what people report and why they report it and how they report it. Yes. Because it means fucking nothing. Oh, 12. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Zero. No knowledge done. Don't pay attention to it. Oh, I'm fading the public. Really? You in the risk room? You know what? You, you, you know what that is? Let's talk about that. Where is the public today? Because the public an hour ago was on a totally different bet and a totally different side. This is, this is, I, I feel like we're having a cleansing right now. This is great. <laughs> I'm just saying, before we get into football, I've said season, all of all, this and now you're saying it. This is that's, great. And this is because you've pointed it out to me. This is when True. someone takes the curtains and go Shh, and pull the curtains and go, look, a bunch of naked assholes. Look at that. <laughs> it's like, yep, that's what it is. Emperor doesn't have clothes. We all walk around and act like the emperor is wearing a goddamn suit, and it's not. He's buck ass naked, flapping in the wind. Probably and we're all a just like cap and a yeah. damn jersey. And out oh. there talking about all these percentages and all these numbers, like they mean something. Oh boy. Like I care what some dude in some quote from some person's talking about some game. You know that 65% of the money I took sharp action at five, and now it's four. Who the fuck cares? It means <laughs> nothing. Stop listening to this shit. Okay. Oh. It doesn't mean anything. And we do it too, by the way. And it pisses the F out of me when every damn day we tweet this stupid crap out about DraftKings and people and FanDuel and crap. It, we, we are as victim. We are the same as anyone else in this space. And it drives just, me nuts. Hold on. Hold on. Is this, is this the I or the we only because you said how important it was the, the word choice? What did you if I have the power. I'm I killing win. it. I don't have the power to kill it. If I did, oh. I would kill it because it means Nothing. It's dumb to put it out. But we put it out because like everyone else in the space, it's like, well, we need to put a content out. So like they send it to us. So it's easy. So I put it little to go graph together and then I tweet it out. And there we go. Here you go. No. If I, if I had my choice, if I had my, my opportunity, if, if it's my decision, I fucking kill it on day one. Okay. And I'm trying to kill it. I'm trying to make this case now publicly to our own company. God. To stop wasting everyone's time. Stop by putting out things that do not help people win. Man, oh man. All it does is confuse them and make people who are inexperienced in gambling think that they have an edge. They don't yeah, but you know, DraftKings said that fifty-five percent is on the over. So if I want to go against that, that's a good way. Because I heard like you bet against the public and you win. So like, let's, let's bet the under. Oh, that number was two days old. Shoot. Oh, wait, it was wrong. Oh, man, I fat fingered that. And I actually put it was 55. It really was 45. Sorry, that was my fault. I hit the wrong button. Oh, whoops. What do I know? I'm just some you know lackey in Boston typing together a graph and emailing it out. What do I know? Don't believe the books. Probably in Connecticut. Don't believe the books. Yes, probably from Yukon. Don't believe the books. <laughs> Favorite thing about today, besides my rant on books lying, 
That was my fucking favorite thing about the fucking show since we started right now. I'm so fucking hyped up. I'm going to play that back again 10 times. People, if you haven't hit the like button now, I can't help you. I don't know what the fuck you want. Seriously, I don't know what you want. I want more of that. But you know what today is? I mean, it's Tuesday, yes. But it's 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 one of these days. All right? It's it's one of these days. Hold on. Let me get it. Let me ramp it up here a little bit. Okay. Make sure it stays under 10 seconds so we don't violate any rules. There you go. Oh, just a little bit of drum in there with the trumpet. <laughs> Tommy Trumpet's in New York today. Okay. He's going to play before the game. Oh, that's He's today. At the stadium. Okay. I can only hope that the Mets are leading coming to the ninth because he has said he's going to play live. The trumpet music coming in for the stadium, for the people, for the fans watching at home. This is the game of the day. I'm excited. I'm hyped up to watch Mets-Dodgers because I do think it's probably um, one of possible NLCS previews before you all come at me and say, oh, what about the Braves? They can be there. What about the Cardinals? They can be there. What about the Padres? They can't. Fucking cross the Padres off the list. They're not going to be there, Okay. Baseball, bro. Tommy Trumpet. Other than P. Ralt's rant, that's the best thing about today. Now I'm fired up. I was going to take a nap after the show. There's not a nap involved. You got me going. We played the music. I got nothing left to say. Thank you. It's unbelievable. I mean, the just people, the, their explanation to this is... Oops, sorry. Hold on. People want to know where sharp money is. And also we will do that time on quotes in podcasts. And I know that people at other books from time to time, they want to know, and they aren't lying either. There's a pretty ridiculous take. What's really funny is that not a single book wants to open up their numbers in real time to anybody in the media. Why would they? They're not a single book in America. Why would they? It doesn't matter. Why would they? So then why do you report unfact checked things they're not lying they just change they're fluid it's like <laughs> the, looking at the market at 12 o'clock right now it gives you these fucking stock reports and all this stuff it tells yeah. you what the price is right now what is the price right now because these fucking things are delayed two minutes i need to pay thirty thousand a month to bloomberg mm. to get the actual what the price is the shit's, it's already like our boy Trent Atya says, the shit's baked. It's cooked. It's already fucking fixed. Stop looking at that bullshit information. Now you got me fucking fired. It's up. true. So where's, so where's the fact checked? You know, Dude, if, if I, you guys. I just got to chime in and say, Dave is the book. So <laughs> as long as you got I, Dave Sherapan slash Tony Soprano by your side, I think you're, I think you'll be just fine, my friend. Well, I got nothing. I got no axe to grind, and I got and, and I was the guy sitting in a room saying, "What are we doing?" Right. Like, I mean, and I was giving out the information because the book wanted me to give it out, but I like it's had free publicity. Talk. It's free. It's a free ad. It's automatic. It's free publicity. And two, what my book needs may be a hundred percent different. What the book right next door to me needs. So this public side, square side, sharp side, all that stuff. That's why I say rhombuses and parallelograms, because now. When I see people picking up, you know, using shapes as explanations for sharps and squares, I know who you are. Just say thank you. 
because it's all bullshit oh, anyway. You've seen that? Well, I haven't seen that yet. Really? No, oh, I but that. I watched I the show to today, see. and I and the guy said, "Man, the trends are your friends." And I was like, "The trends are your friends until they're not." Like, oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it? And I don't know this person directly, but I know someone who was doing a show with them, and I was like, "Wait." The guy said to the other guy, just like you always say, the trends are your friends, right? Until they lose. And I was like, no, motherfucker. It's trends are your friends until they're not. That's if you're going to say it, fucking say it right. This is a fun show today. (laughs) This got fun. fun. We're 10 minutes over. This got fun. If 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 you're still here, hit the like button, please, because, you know. All these bookmakers, your phone's gonna blow up after me on on that ramp today. I ain't even opening Twitter right now. I gotta go get lunch. All your bookmaker friends are gonna be like, "What the fuck is Peralt doing? Why is he saying this stuff about us? Why is he doing that?" It's funny. The difference between a lie and not telling the truth is your intention. Doesn't change that it's not true. Truth shall set you free. Just remember that. The difference between a lie and not telling the truth is your intention. You can put stuff out that's not true because it was true at one point in time, but it's not true anymore. Was your intention to deceive or just it was true then? It's just not true now. Both are not true. Both are not factual. What's a lie? What's the word? The definition of it. So if a book, what, 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 no, but if a book is putting out information that's old and outdated and they're saying, I'm not lying, it was true, just not true now, still makes it not true. Right. It's Whether fine. The like it's, it's, in, it's information. It's content. You should not make a single betting decision ever in your life based on any one of those things ever. And I did. And I have. And I learned. So a lot learn, of people have. Don't, don't do, do it, what man. I don't do the mistakes that I do. If you want to know why I'm pissed off about it, it's because they sold me when I was a beginning better and I moved to Vegas and I started in the content space. They sold me. They used me. I was a mouthpiece. I regurgitated their shit for them mm-hmm. until I figured it out. And shoo, you look behind and the naked asshole is standing right in front of me. <laughs> okay, I'm done. That's it. I'm out. No more. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing it anymore. We are back tomorrow. Hit likes and all the fun stuff. We're back tomorrow for the Wednesday episode of the Bostonian versus the book.